Hey, millionaires. Hey, this is Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin here um, with another millionaire midnight rant Brazil style. I'm in Rio de Janeiro here. So I'm doing the podcast here tonight, and I know I'm a little bit early here, but it is 12 o'clock. It's midnight here, and I know it may be 10 or 9, 11 o'clock there in the States. And I'm sure that some of you who are in Europe, Africa, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, you're in different time zones here. But I wanted to do this podcast tonight and speak briefly about this will block your ability to manifest your dreams. And listen, you know, I've been manifesting for about 10 years now. I mean, when I say manifest, like really understanding how to get what I want. Um, it can be people, it can be cars, things, materialistic things, anything, money, doesn't matter, experiences as well. But I've noticed, you know, just from teaching and educating people to tad the last like five years of showing them mechanistically how to do this, this one thing is blocking most people from manifesting their dreams. And how many of you... Um, it's like you understand it because manifestation, the definition is being able to take a thought or an idea and to transmute that thought or idea into something that's material, right? Something that you can see, taking something that's invisible and making it visible. Many of you want to manifest millions of dollars, right? Give me a thumbs up if that's you. Some of you want to manifest a beautiful wife. Some of you women want to manifest a beautiful husband. Some of you just want to manifest happiness. Some of you want to manifest a brand new car, maybe a new job, or maybe a new business, right? So I want to explain to you what's blocking most of you. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of you that's on this live right now are having issues manifesting your dreams. Am I right? Comment below here. So, you know, and one thing that I'm good, because you might say, well, where, where's the, why, why would I listen to you? Now, who are you? I know some of you don't know who I am. But listen, let me tell you why. It's because, not because of what, of who I am. It's just what I've achieved. And the reason why I say it's what I have achieved, because I'm not like a particularly super smart person, Right? I know some of you guys think I am, and, I, and that's cool. But listen, you know, I, I went to high school, I got a diploma, and I went to college, and I dropped out. Like, I don't have any formal education. I probably had about 20, 30 jobs. I've been fired from most. Right? So what I want you to understand that any person, anybody can do this. It doesn't matter how average you are. It doesn't matter how broke you are, poor you are, woman, man, teenager. It doesn't even matter. The big issue is... People just believing and having an open mind and wanting to hear something that's new, okay? Because this is new information. And what I'm really good at is explaining this type of information. You know, I keep it very stupid, simple. I understand that this information is very esoteric, but I explain it in, in a third grader way, if that makes sense. That after you hear this tonight, not only am I going to tell you what's blocking you, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do 
to begin the process of just getting what you want. And let me share something with you. You know, once you inflow and understand this technique and concept here, I mean, life is just so easy. You just, you're less stressed, you're less frustrated, and you'll be in what is called flow. Like, I've been in flow in the last 10 years, and flow is just when everything just happens perfectly for you. It's like you get what you want. I have every dream car I've ever dreamed about. I've, um, I'm staying, I've stayed in several penthouses, dream houses, our dream penthouses, um, you know, I've dated all types of women. You know, you know, yeah, you're a dream woman. You're like, oh, I really want this. I'm like, I've done that. Um, I've traveled the world. I'm still traveling the world now. I only stay in luxurious hotels. I stay, I, I fly first class. I, I mean, I just spend a ton of money too. I shop like crazy, right? I spend like a thousand dollars a day sometimes. So, and I, I and I'm happy, and I'm happy, right? <laughs> and I'm happy, and I look young. Uh, I look healthy. Uh, uh, you know, I got beautiful white teeth. Uh, I'm an extra positive person. So it's just like, wow. And, you know, and I have like millions of people around the world that listen and absorb my content here. So listen, this is what I'm going to share with you. It's going to allow you to be in flow. But first, I need to explain to you what's blocking you. First of all, I have a question for all of you here. How many of you truly believe that manifestation is real. Like, how many of you truly believe that there is a technique, there is a way to manifest your dreams? I want you to say yes, Wes, or no, Wes. If you say no, go ahead and leave the live. I want you to leave right now. But if you say yes, you can stay. How many of you truly believe, okay, I want you to think for a second, that you, where you are in your situation, can manifest dreams, goals, desires, Okay. Need to say yes, yes, Wes. Say yes, I do believe that. And the reason why I ask that question is because if you don't believe that you can, then listening to me is going to be futile. It's going to be useless for you. You're going to waste your time. Makes sense? You might as well go to bed and get ready to go to work in the morning, right? Because the first step of manifesting anything is just to believe that it's possible for you, even though you're broke, poor, average. You have a job that you can't stand, you're sick, unhealthy, you're not in love, you have nobody, you're lonely, whatever your situation is, right? But just the mere fact that you believe gives you the opportunity in your mind, the opportunity to search for reasons to support the belief, okay? All right, so before I get started here, make sure you take notes, of course. And if you don't know who I am, I'm Wesley, billion-dollar version. I'm a self-made millionaire here. I live in Houston, Texas, even though right now I'm in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Having a great time out here. Really cool. I've been getting a massage every day, facials, just relaxing, enjoying the culture, enjoying the weather, enjoying the food. I've been eating. I do this to get. All right, let me give you folks a shout-out. I'm sorry the Internet is not that great tonight, but we're going to pull through. Hey, Jesse, how are you? Brian, Campbell, Keisha. And remember, I will always do Q&A after the live, after the podcast. So I have your questions ready. Hey, Cashmere, how are you? Brian, come with your names below. Hey, Cynthia, how are you? Slim College from Houston, Texas here. Awesome. You can always, you know, come where you're calling from. Comment your name as well. So I know where you're on around the world here. 
We have Dunkley Pro, Silva, Jessica, Leanne, Lauren, how are you? Okay, great. Celebrity Shelf, Nikki, Tanya, let's go! New York City's in the house. Let's go, Logan P. Shabazz. Lions from Jamaica, Kelly Young, Cos, Florida. Let's go! I know what you're thinking, Wesley. Why are you screaming so much? Well, I'm excited. <laughs> That's the first lesson, right? First lesson to being rich and successful. Learn how to conjure up enthusiasm at any given time, right? Let's go! Um, we have Venetia. We have Stir, Christina, Caribbean Charles, uh, Dingu from Canada, Sean from LA. Wow. Wow. It's so amazing here. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. So listen, write this down here. Uh, and listen, <clears throat> to define manifestation, all that means, in, wait, wait, let me back up. This is a rant. Okay. Does that make sense? A rant, which means is this is Wesley unfiltered here. Okay. I'm not here to be professional. I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm here to give you the truth, which is my truth about your experience and to help you move along your journey in life. A lot of you are young and you're confused. You don't know what you want to do, how you want to do it. I'm here to help you. Some of you are older. You got families, you got responsibilities, you have bills, you got children, and you're still lost. And I'm here to bring clarity to your life, right? So you don't have to die alone and die poor, okay? That's a choice. To be born poor, it's like you can't control that, but the die poor is your fault. Make sense? So I'm here to help as many people as humanly possible become rich and wealthy, happy, very successful people so you're able to make a contribution to the world. Okay? So check it out. Um, what's blocking you? What's blocking you? And, you know, in my 20s, I was first introduced to manifestation. In my 20s, because obviously I was reading books at the time. I was reading self-help books. How many of you read self-help books? I'm curious. And I read a ton of self-help books, self-development books. And I learned, I think the first, not even a book, the movie, the first movie that I watched. And let me know if you saw this movie by Rhonda Byrne, The Secret. Does everybody remember The Secret? The Secret talks about the law of attraction. It talks about how you can manifest your dreams. I never heard the word manifest, right, in my life. But I watched that movie, and it gave me an insight um, as it relates to really achieving goals. Because I've been taught that you need to work, 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 hard, sacrifice, struggle to make things happen. And when I watched The Secret, it appeared to be an easier way to get what I wanted, right? Now, listen, to manifest is easier. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know, many people work hard to get what they want, and I get it, because we've been taught and conditioned that way for decades and hundreds of years, right? If you don't work, you don't eat, whatever. But to manifest is a, it's a very easier, simpler way. To do it now, the reason why everybody doesn't do it or understand how to manifest is because they're not either willing to believe one, or you're around people who don't believe that you can manifest things on autopilot, like without effort, right? So if you're around a bunch of people who don't believe that, even though you want to believe it, you have what is called a conflict in the mind, right? Consciously, you want to believe that you can manifest your dreams. 
You want to believe you can be in flow. It's an easier process. But unconsciously, you think it's hard. It's difficult. It's just like, I don't know how this is going to work. How am I going to change my situation? How am I going to make more money? So that's the conflict. So I'm here to help you folks here tonight. And I promise you, after you hear what's blocking you and what you need to do, as long as you do it and try it and actually attempt it, I promise you, you will love me. You're going to love Wesley Virgin. You're going to love me so deeply, so much. You're going to like, man, I love this man. I want to meet this man because I've never heard it explained the way that he's about to explain. Does that make sense? Because I'm here to give you clarity so you can be able to have what you want faster, so you can travel around the world, buy what you want, do what you want with who you want to do it with, date who you want to date, marry who you want to marry, and be happy in the process. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, great. So listen, um, when I was in my 20s, I watched a secret and it said, you know, law of attraction, thoughts create things and you know, what you think about is what you get, like or chance of like, right? Great, understood that. But unfortunately, none of that worked for me because I was thinking about being rich. Like I was thinking about being successful. I was thinking about it all the time, right? I was like, okay, that's what it said in the movie. It said, you get what you think about. Okay, great. So I was thinking about being successful. I was thinking about being rich. I was thinking about it. But I never did manifest anything. Like I was working, I was in different companies, different businesses, but... I wasn't manifesting what I wanted, okay? And I realized just through reading, like this is, listen, this is just not my information. I read this from books and I just applied it. Same thing what you're going to do tonight. You're going to listen to this to the end and you're going to apply it. So um, I learned what was blocking me was this, and write this down, that I was thinking too much about what I wasn't getting, okay? I was, my mind was musing over what was not taking place in my life, okay? Like, obviously, I wanted to be rich, right? I was thinking about it, but unconsciously, I kept thinking that, well, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Why hasn't it happened yet? Why am I not rich? Why am I not? Like, what am I doing wrong? So those thoughts were very pervasive in my mind. Does that make sense? Does anybody agree with me? How about you? I think about it, you know, because you want to be rich. You want millions of dollars. You want a better life. You want to be happy. But you tend to only think about what's not working. Why is this not working? And that's what I was doing, almost unconsciously. Some days I would have great days. And some days I would wake up and like, man, what's going on, man? Why? Is this not working? Why am I not making money? Why this business is not working? Why am I not? Does that make sense? How many of you are like that? Be honest. Right? And a ton of people are like this when they first discover the ideal about manifesting dreams. And because what they don't teach us in the movie is about the thoughts that we don't know about. Like they talk about the thoughts that we do know about, such as consciously, we know we can be prosperous. Consciously, we know that we are great, that we're amazing, that we're kings, that we're queens, that we are rich, that we're successful. Consciously. But those are the thoughts that you know about. But there are another set of thoughts that you don't know about. And that is deep 
in the unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind is spending more time thinking about what's not working, what's not happening, what you're not getting based off the activity that you're doing to get what you want. Does that make sense? Are you guys with me here? Just want to make sure, give me a thumbs up if you're with me here. Okay. So the question is, so Wesley, how do we fix that? Okay. Like, how do we fix that? Like, how do we start to recondition the unconsciousness so we're not thinking about what we're not getting? So we're not thinking about, well, I don't have a million dollars yet. This business is still not working. Why am I not happy? Why is this person not doing what I want? Why am I upset? I'm so angry right now. How do we control that? How do we manage that? That we begin to be in flow. Because flow is when everything happens according to how you want it to happen. Does that make sense? Okay. Or a better way to explain it. Flow is when things happen as far as your outcome, irregardless of how it actually happens. But what's more important is that it happens. Are you still with me here? Okay. So, so check it out. So that's blocking all of us. You know, that's blocking, that blocked me for many years. And I didn't realize this because I kept saying affirmations. You know, I was writing down goals. But, you know, deep into the unconsciousness, I was still thinking about what's not working. What am I doing wrong? How many of you have ever said that? What am I doing wrong? And that's to assume that you're actually doing something wrong. Does that make sense? And we only feel that we're doing something wrong because we're not getting the result. Does that make sense? Are you guys with me here? What am I doing wrong? Why is this taking so long? I've been doing this for two years. I don't know what's happening. Like, what, what am I missing? And that's, the, that's a presupposition that you are missing something, right? We don't even ask ourselves, like, am I missing something? We just say that, what am I missing? And that's a presupposition to that you are actually missing something, but you're probably not. Does that make sense? And what happens is our brain and our mind goes into a spiral. It's like playing the same song every single day, but expecting different music. And many of you are playing the same song, and you don't realize that you need to pick up that little needle to go to the next song. And I'm going to show you how to do that here tonight. Okay? So listen. So the way what I did and what I still currently do is, and I want you to write this down, I start to educate myself about the power of my imagination. Please write that down. The power of your imagination. We as adults, as we start to get older, our imagination, our understanding the imagination, or actually utilizing the imagination, tends to be trivial. Like we don't really care too much about it because we're too busy working. We're too busy taking care of the kids. We're too busy going to work. We're too busy trying to please our bosses. We're too busy trying to get successful that we forget about the part of us which is our imagination. As children, we always use our imagination. You know, we talk about, we're going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump over this. I'm going to be president. I'm going to be a farmer. You know, whatever. The imagination of children is so prominent 
because they don't have the chatter that contradicts the imagination that they're currently, um, that's currently taking place in their minds. Okay, but as adults, because of experiences, things that happen in our life, heartbreaks, disappointments, missed opportunities, losing money, have a bunch of children, no time, stressed out, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, you know, all this stuff, we, we tend to lose our ability to use our imagination. But let me share something with you. The power of your imagination is the power that allows you to tap into the unconscious part of your mind. Please write this down. The power of your imagination gives you the power to tap into the unconscious part of your mind. I'm going to show you how to do it, okay? Give me a thumbs up if you're with me. Or give me a let's go. I'm looking at the comments below. Hey, Adrian, how are you? It's Chocolate, how are you, Noah? What's going on, Mental? Me too, fine. Okay, so, so the question is, okay, what's, so what do we do? How do we start to redevelop the imagination part of our minds, right? Listen, so I meditate. And I know some of you meditate. And I know some of you are beginners. And I know some of you meditate off and on. And the reason why you meditate off and on because you don't truly believe that it works. But listen, this is what I want to persuade you first. I want to persuade you or compel you to believe that your imagination, which are thoughts and experiences that are not in your physical world, is what's creating the outer world. Does that make sense? Okay. Your imagination. Imagine. Think about the word imagine. Imagine means to create something that is probably not in your current reality. Like you may imagine yourself. Say if you want to be a doctor. You may imagine yourself as a doctor. Say if you want to be a famous singer. You can imagine yourself as a famous singer. Say if you want to be a multimillionaire, you can imagine yourself if you were that. Does that make sense? That's, I mean, we did this as children when we would pay, play cops and robbers. The kids would imagine themselves as a robber, imagine themselves as a kid, ninja, Barbie doll, whatever. It was our imagination. We would pretend and we would use our minds and we would start to embody these people. Does that make sense? Well, that works. Even as an adult, as it relates to manifesting dreams, for you to start to break down the barrier of not unconsciously always thinking about what you're not getting and what you're not receiving or the result that you're not getting, you have to start to conjure up the power of your imagination, which means that so what I do is, and this is the technique I've been using for years, right before bed, and I want you guys to try this here. Right before you go to sleep, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to take a deep breath through your nose. And I want you to take five deep breaths through your nose. You can do it with me.
Now listen, the reason why we do that, now you relax, right? How you feel? You feel good, don't you? You feel like your entire body is relaxed. Well, when you relax, now we're getting access to the unconscious part of your mind. Right? Just by taking a deep breath. That's insane, right? It's very fascinating how taking a deep breath, that's why when people have panic attacks, asthma attacks, all types of attacks, they tell, hey, just take a deep breath, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. You know, when you're angry, take a deep breath. Because taking a deep breath, what it's doing is oxygenating the body. Because the average person doesn't breathe properly anyway, but when you take a deep breath, you, your body, your physiology just relaxes on autopilot. And now, the reason why we do that, because we want direct access to the unconscious part of the mind. See, like right now, I have total access to the unconscious part of your mind. You relax, you're listening to my voice, Maybe you're laying in your bed, you're holding your phone, and you're listening to every word that I'm saying to you. I can say that you're successful, and you'll feel successful now. I can say that you're beautiful, and women will start to smile. Because not only are they beautiful, they will feel beautiful. Men, I can say that you're a king, that you're powerful, that you're confident. Now, you'll feel that way for no reason. Because it's no blockage have direct access to the unconscious mind. And we did that, listen, just by taking a deep breath five times, okay? That's step one. And you do this before bed. You know, I never shared this before, but I'm gonna share it with you because it is my intention for you to win financially. And I'm gonna show you how to be in flow that you would get everything that you want. Nothing on this earth that you can't have. And you will believe that to the deepest part of your unconscious, subconscious mind, okay? So the next step is, once you take the deep breaths, close your eyes. And all you start to do is, you think about the intention. And the intention, and listen, this is, it's kind of difficult for people because people, they want to make millions of dollars so much but I don't want you to think too much about a million dollars. And let me tell you why. Because it's kind of difficult for you to think about a million dollars when you never even had $10,000. Right? It's kind of hard to think about having that amount of money in your bank, even picturing it. Because it's not going to make you feel any better because that's almost experience that is outside of your conception. Right? You're not able to conceive it. You're not able to construct images in your mind. Because remember, the subconscious mind, which is the limbic system, right? It works and it operates based off of images and how you feel about the images. You may feel good about a million dollars, but you're not able to conceive it. You will feel more excited about driving a red Ferrari with peanut butter material, interior, going 200 miles per hour down your highway, right, with the top down, you'll feel that deeper than you will feel just thinking about a million dollars, which is nothing but pieces of paper with dead presidents on it. That makes sense? So instead of thinking about a million dollars, right, I want you to have an intention about whatever money you want, but what type of experience you want to have. This is important. Now, listen. This goes beyond money because we, what we really want, and we have to go deeper here, ladies and gentlemen, 
we have to tend and start to think about, well, what do I want to do with the money that I want to earn? Like, I want all this money, but what am I going to do with the money? What am I going to spend the money on? Because that's the true experience in the material world, right? Just having a million dollars in a bank account is not going to make you excited. But taking a million dollars and maybe going to the car dealership and going to Rolls Royce and spending $400,000 on the car, now that becomes more real because having that car, you link all types of beliefs to it. If you had a Rolls Royce, people would like you more. They would gravitate towards you. You'll be more significant. People would admire you. They would say, oh, my God, you're amazing. You're so smart. You have a business. What do you do? I mean, this is what happens on a daily basis. And we link that. And we understand that experience. Why? Because we do it to others. Does that make sense? Let me stop right there. Is everybody with me here? The reason why it's easy to think about a Rolls Royce, a Ferrari, a Chanel purse, a Birkin, because we know how we will feel if we had it because we know how we feel when we see other people have it. Does that make sense? You with me here? It's deep, right? Like, we know how it feels. Like, ladies know how it feels to see that woman with that Birkin bag. Women know how it feels to see a, a, a woman with the man of her dreams. She know how it feels, right, to see those Louis Vuitton shoes or when she goes on Instagram and see her favorite Instagram model in Milan or in France or in Ibiza, Spain. You know, she's like, man, I want to be there, too. I want to experience it. So that same feeling she understands how that feels, okay? But what we're going to do, okay, we're going to reverse the process because what we're going to do is whatever our intention is, we're going to go deeper than the money. And this was a life changer for me. And let me share with you what I did personally. So every night when I would do this and then I would go into meditation, I would start to think about the intention. And my intention, honestly, was about $5,000 a day. But I, I went deeper than that. I start to create and imagine myself as if I was already making the money. And I would see the shelf. Like I would see myself in my bed. Like this is a true story. I would see myself laying in my $10,000 bed. And I, cause I already knew the bed that I wanted. It was a Tempur-Pedic and I wanted my bed to vibrate and I wanted it to incline and decline. Because, you know, when I lay down, because I spend a lot of time in my bed and not doing what you think I'm doing, okay? I spend time in my bed because I work a lot in the bed because I'm comfortable there. And I make a ton of money just in the bed, right? My office is my bed, literally. If you ever come to my house, I've got about two to three laptops in my bed all the time, right? Women understand. If any woman comes to my house, she already knows the laptop takes priority. <laughs> and so I, I saw myself when I was in the meditation, right? I would see myself. In the bed with the laptops, I would wake up in the morning and I would smell the breakfast. I would smell the chef. At the time, I wanted a certain type of chef. Okay. And I saw her. I saw the chef. I saw how she looked. And she was gorgeous, beautiful chef, right? And she will prepare my meals and I would hear her voice. Now, listen, this is my intention. Okay. You got to understand that because you got to go deeper than the money, folks. Because, honestly, you don't know how much money you truly need to have the lifestyle that you want until you know exactly the lifestyle you want to live. Some of you, all you need is 30000 a month. You'll be happy. 50000 a month, you'll be happy. So I saw myself wake up in the morning and eating the breakfast from the shelf that would prepare my meal. And I heard a voice. She said, how you doing, Mr. Virgin? Good morning. 
She will always tell me, good morning, good morning, Mr. Virgin. Good morning, Wes. Good morning, Mr. Virgin. Good morning. I was hearing this all the time. So every time I would wake up, I would hear her mouth and I would hear and feel her voice hit my ears to say, good morning, Mr. Virgin. All right, good morning, Wes. Right? And I would go eat the food that was delicious and it was healthy and it was pure. And it was from the best groceries here, grocery stores in Houston, Texas. I mean, grew it clean, perfect food. And I would see myself walk and eat, drink my protein shake. And it was the best protein that I could buy on the marketplace. Now, listen, I didn't know what the best protein was. But in a meditation, I was just imagining this. Make sense? I was just imagining this happening, okay? Because I was making $150,000 a month in my mind, right? And then I would go to the elevators. And at that time when I was going through this process of imagining or imagining um, this experience, I saw myself come down the elevator and I was looking good. I would see myself fit, strong, sexy, chocolate, smell good, look good, perfect. Going to the gym. Like I would imagine this and I would go down and I would go to the concierge and I would go outside to the valet and they would ask me which one, sir, which one. And which one meant which car? Because I had eight cars in my mind. I had that many cars. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted seven cars. And I wanted seven cars because I want to drive a new car on a daily basis here. Because it made me feel good. Right? And listen, let me pause there. See, what we're doing here, we're only doing things that make us feel good. You got to remember that. I'm not thinking about the struggle. I'm not thinking about, well, if I have seven cars, I got seven cars. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just only creating and imagining the things that I want. And that's what's very important about this process. And now listen, you have to go through this over and over again because your brain will have the tendency to want to figure out how. And then you would think about disadvantages. Or you would think about, well, what if that don't work out? Well, what if the car break down? Well, what if my chef don't make it that morning? Or what if she cooked food I don't like? Right? So what I want you to focus on, it's almost like a fairy tale, okay? And you're just creating this perfect life. I'm telling you, creating it this way. Because see, in the mind, you have no limitations and you have full control. The world, like the outer world, you have no control of the outer world. But what I want you to understand and really understand deeply is the inner world is what creates the outer world. It does. You have no control of the outer world. The outer world is an influence from the inner world. So that's why I share with people in my courses, in my programs, in mentorship, to focus on the inner world. Like become a master of this, okay? Because you will see so many transitions and changes in your life. It will blow your mind here, okay? So check it out. So let me keep going here. So I would say, which one? And then for that day, I would say, well, I got the Lamborghini Euros. Lamborghini Euros, it was yellow, come out. Oh, no, it wasn't even a Lamborghini Euros. It was actually a Lamborghini Huracan. It would come out. It was beautiful red chrome rims. I would get in and I would drive down West Timer. So I would see myself. Listen, I would see myself driving down West Timer. And, um, and I would hear the exhaust. And it was loud. And I would see people to my left and right look and point every day. Now, listen, this is in my mind. 
They were pointing at me like, oh, my God, wow. Or, you know, you know how guys do it when they see a beautiful car. They'll be like, ooh, ooh. They'll cover their mouth with their fist. Ooh, oh, my God, look at that. Ooh. I don't know why guys do this, but we all do it as guys. Ooh. Right, so I would see that. I would see, and I would see women walking with their significant others, but I would break their necks because I was coming down West Timer going about 60 miles per hour in that beautiful Lamborghini. And, you know, women would hit their boyfriends and say, man, look at that. Damn. So now listen, I'm imagining this stuff, right? And I would get to the gym and I would pull up and I would work out. And I would imagine myself working out and doing very specific works out workouts that will expand and shred my muscle faster than most people. Does that make sense? Like when I would do workouts, like I would envision myself. I was in my imagination. I would see myself going to very specific machines that will sculpt my body faster, quicker than most people at the gym. Okay. And then I was done. I would get back in the car and I would go back home. And I would go in the elevator. I would give the valet my car keys and I would give them a tip and then I would go inside the elevator and I would go back to my place and on the table to my right would be my lunch and I would see my beautiful chef serving me with a smile on her face and I would eat feeling good feeling grateful does that make sense feeling good feeling grateful right eating my food and once I was done I'm going to go to my room because, remember, my intention was to work for my bed. I would take a shower, you know, looking good, feeling good. Drop down to my drawers, you know, to my boxers and get in my bed and get under the sheets and put my laptop on my, on my lap. And I would answer emails or check Skype or check the money or check my account. Now, listen, this is happening in my mind, right? And then... Every month, I will always book a trip. So I was always booking a trip. So every time I would go through this meditation, I was booking a trip to some exotic location, whether it be Egypt, whether it be Canada, whether it be Bali, Indonesia, Thailand, Philippines, Brazil, Santa Catarina, Rio de Janeiro, um, Serbia, Belgrade, Bosnia, right? Iraq, whatever. Um, I would see myself just booking trips, first class, United Airlines, and only choosing the first class seats. And I will book the first class or five-star hotels every single time. And let me pause there. How many of you were able to see and feel that experience? Okay. How many of you were able to see? feel and hear that experience comment below please now tell me why that felt so impactful as I described it to you like tell me many of you went into a trance when I was explaining this like when I was sharing exactly using the power of my imagination, many of you got very enthralled into what I was talking about, right? 
Did you not? Do you know why? I want you to tell me why. Some some of you say, man, I was there. I saw it. I saw that beautiful shelf. I saw, I smelled that food. Oh, God. Wesley, was it grits? Was it bacon? Was it scrambled eggs? Damn, I can smell it. I can feel you and see you in that red Lamborghini Huracan with those gold rims. I can see the girl tapping her boyfriend, pointing at your car as she put, as she sped past her. Right? Some of you said my feelings were attached. Right? You were so enthralled. And you were so enthralled that a part of your unconscious mind was actually connected to mine. Like you were in the experience with me. You were like in this movie. And, and check this out. You wasn't thinking about your life. You weren't thinking about your bank account. You weren't thinking about your car. You weren't thinking about your situation. You weren't thinking about nothing else. No pains. You were so enthralled into the experience and what I was doing with you. Now, let me tell you. I want you guys to think for a second because I want you to really get this. Why do you think... You were so enthralled in that experience. Why do you think you were so connected while I was explaining that imaginative, that, uh, that imaginative, uh, that when I was using the power of my imagination, why do you think you were so connected? Why do you think you were there? Comment below. It's one word that I'm looking for. Why do you think you were so connected and enthralled in that experience as I was describing it to you? Come on, you can do it. Think, 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 think. Come on, I know you can do it. It's one word. There we go. I give it to Coach on that one. It was detailed. Okay. Listen. And I'm sharing this from the top of my heart because I love you so much. Listen, when you're detailed, when you're detailed, it makes the imagination real. See, if I would have said, well, I just got up in the morning, jumped in my Lamborghini, went to the gym, worked out, and came back and ate some food. You'd be like, eh, okay. But what did I say? I said, I woke up in my Tempur-Pedic bed. That's $10,000. And it reclines, right? So you can feel that you're like, man, it reclines. So you, for a second, you you can see that. You can see it, that bed coming up and down and vibrating, you know, nice to your body where you can fall asleep like a baby, right? You can see me getting up, going to the breakfast table in my shelf. She's beautiful, of course. And she says, good morning, Mr. Virgin. Here's your food. Wes, your food is ready, Wes, Right? Now you can see her, she's gorgeous, serving me my healthy, prepared meal. Wow. It was a detail. It was a detail. Now, check this out. Hey, pause. Say if you did this every day, like every night, every evening. See, the great thing about the unconscious part of your mind what you do right before you sleep is what you tend to think about unconsciously. We call those things dreams, okay? Many of you have these weird dreams because you watch weird things before you go to bed. TikTok, movies, Netflix, scary movies, whatever. Listen, to 
two hours before you go to bed, you should not introduce anything into your consciousness before you go to bed unless you're very strategic about it, which is doing what I'm just sharing with you. So this is what I did. Like every night I would do this. I would go through this entire and it took me about 30 minutes. Like it took me 30 minutes to go through this entire scenario every night. And I, and I would do the same exact thing every and I would get more detail. You know, I would start thinking about, well, you know, this morning I want eggs, grits, and bacon. The next morning I want eggs, grits, and I want sausage, or I want waffles, or I want pancakes, okay? So every morning there were new breakfasts, same beautiful shelf, still the good morning, Wes. I can see her. She had a smile on her face. She was preparing the meal. She was in there shaking it, shaking those eggs, you know, hooking it up, scrambling it in for the king, right? And she would serve me. And put my fork in my knife on the left side and put my napkin on the right side. And listen, let me tell you something. This was this happens. This was this happens in my life on a daily basis here. Let me go a little bit deeper for you. I would picture and I would use my imagination of people on how they would treat me. People would treat me like I was a king. People would treat me like I was just this amazing beautiful man that they have never met before when i was started to speak they would say man how do you know all this stuff they were just very fascinated by me they're very enthralled like i would see this people how they will look at me how they will approach me and how they would stare at me when i would walk into a building walk into a restaurant walk into anywhere because that was my intention that's what i wanted does that make sense and I went and repeated this experience and this power of my imagination every night. Because when I would go to sleep, when I would go into Delta or Theta or Delta sleep, my mind unconsciously, folks, your unconscious mind is still working when you sleep. Why? How do I know that? Why? The unconscious part of your mind is what controls your automatic functions that takes place in your body, your autonomic system, such as your heart. Do you think your, start, your heart stops beating when you sleep? No. Do you think the blood stops flowing when you sleep? No. You're still digesting food. Your body is doing billions and billions of processes while you sleep. The body is healing. The body is trying to prepare itself. It's trying to correct itself. Does that make sense? So even the mind is still working. It's you just unconscious. But it's thinking about what you just thought about. It's thinking about that 30 or 45 minute experience. That imagine of the imagination that you're creating. Now, how do I know this is real? Let me tell you why. Listen. And I want you to write this down. Your mind, when you do this correctly, it doesn't know the difference between an experience that happens in your mind versus an experience that happens outside of you. When I was sharing that imaginative, that imaginative scenario, when I was talking to you in detail about, you know, getting up the shelf and the car and all that, well, many of you felt that that was real. Like your mind and your body start to feel a certain way. You start to feel like, damn, that's... That, 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 that sounds good. That feels good, right? Because your mind doesn't know that this is not real. Does that make sense? It doesn't know. It doesn't know that you're not actually experiencing 
this type of scenario. Why? Because your body is responding. See, listen, this is how you know when you're manifesting and you're getting ready to see it in your physical world. It's when your body starts to respond based off the images and how you're compelling your thoughts to create this imaginative experience. Let me say that again. This is how you know that you're getting ready to have what you want. It's when your body starts to respond based off the thoughts that you're conjuring up using the power of your imagination. Write that down. When you start to feel happy, when you start to feel goosebumps, when you start to feel peace, when you start to feel happy, and you're only feeling this way based upon the images and the power of your imagination that you're compelling on purpose. Are you with me? I mean, come on, you should be excited. Young lady, young man, you don't get it? That's what it is, think about it. Look, let me give you another scenario, another example. If you go to the movies, why would a person go to the movies and spend $10 to go to the movies to a scary movie and get scared? Why? Why would you get scared? Why would your body start to react chemically and get scared about a movie that is on a screen? Like, you're not even, like, you're not there, but you're afraid. You don't want the little girl to go down a little bitty hallway, right? When you hear the music, when you see the images, why? Because your mind, your brain feels that you're there. So your mind responds. Because the mind doesn't know that you're just watching a movie. Because why? You're in, in theta state. Remember, alpha state and theta state is the state that the mind is in, that it becomes very, uh, you get very, you get deeply access to the unconscious mind. So it doesn't know that you're just in a movie theater because it's enthralled, which means the conscious mind is sleep. That's why when we go to the movies, we can experience love. A woman sees a woman get married. She'll start crying. She's like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Oh my God, I want to get married too. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. That man, I want to get married too. Oh God, it's so beautiful. Like, why is she experiencing that emotion? That emotion. She experiencing that emotion, even though these people are actors and actresses. This is fake. It's not even real. But the unconscious part of her think it is real. Is that insane? And her body starts to respond and she starts to feel love. Or she feel emotional based off what she's looking at on the screen, which is a fictional movie. You get it? It's powerful, right? <laughs> so, I mean, this is happening on a daily basis. People just haven't been educated. But see, that's why Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin is here. That's why God put me on the planet, because he wants me to explain this to the millions of people who are open to hear it. What I'm saying is you can create that own movie, you, your own movie. I'm telling you, you can do this yourself. You know, you know, think about why you're extra scared. You know, some of you are extra scared, right? Afraid because you probably watch the news or you listen to information that's making you scared. Who's killing somebody? Lock your doors. Watch this. Be careful out here. Be careful in the street. So now you become extra anxious because of what you're experiencing with your eyes, movies, television, Social media. But imagine if you would take this experience and you would create your own movie. You use the power of your own imagination. 
and create your own movie. Listen, the same thing that the movie theaters do to you or television, what do they do? They play on your emotions, right? They have the sound. The sound is very important. Like when it's scary, you're going to hear the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, that sound that creates fear in you. When you're happy, you're going to hear happy sound. When you're love, you hear the love sound. When you're emotional, about to cry, you hear that sound, right? The sounds are very important in movies, believe it or not. Like if you ever watch a movie, you just hear the sound only. You don't see the picture, right? You'll understand the disconnection, but they must work in, 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 in alignment, like the visual and the sound. Does that make sense? The visual and the sound is what creates the feeling and creates the detachment that your unconscious mind starts to feel that is real. So why are we not doing this ourselves? The reason why we take a deep breath five times, because now we're putting ourselves in alpha or theta state. It's the same thing you do when you go down to watch your favorite television show. You're relaxed. You're on the couch. You got your legs gapped open. You're under the cover. Does that make sense? You're drinking that wine, beer, whatever, tequila, and you're watching your show. And within seconds, you are enthralled in the show. You're not thinking about anything else. You're totally connected to that experience. And you're downloading this information and your unconscious mind think it's real. That's why a lot of you, when you watch, you know, like women watch love shows and drama, whatever, they start to relate and they start to say, man, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And then they, they start to feel that this is real, right? They start to believe that babysitters are sleeping with the, the husband, uh, the, uh, the husband, uh, the wife is cheating with the pool man. You know, these lifetime shows are insane, right? Because now they start to create these experiences based off what they're watching. And now it becomes a part of their consciousness. Then they want to do it. I'm not saying that they will do it, but it becomes something that's embedded in their mind. So if it's an opportunity, I mean, be careful. Am I making sense here? Give me a thumbs up if that makes sense to you. Any questions for me? I want you to really to get this. Listen, I will do this. I still do this today, and I would just create the intention. But it's important to have whatever intention it is. You got to be very clear and detailed about it, and you got to be. You got to know what you want. You have to know what you want. That's another. You have to know what you want, and I get it. We want so many different things, but the best way for me to describe it is when you think about what you want. Think about it as a movie, like a thirty-minute movie. And how you want to experience your day. And that's what you want. You have to really think deeply about it. I know some of you maybe want to drive to the office every day to your business. And see people working, making money for you. Maybe some of you just want to travel every month around the world. Right? While your business, you just work on your iPhone. That was one of my visions as well. I would just work on my iPhone. And that's what I do today. I work on the iPhone. I'm on my iPhone right now working. Even though this is not working for me, it's pleasure. But, I mean, this is a form of work on the iPhone here. Still making millions and millions of dollars here. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, listen. Now, this is the next step. 
The next step is actually applying it. Okay? I'm telling you, this is where everybody falls off, man. This is why, you know, 3% of people are millionaires and plus on the planet. Because now you got to apply it. Now you have to actually do it. What Wesley Virgin just shared with you. Because many of you may, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I believe it. I believe it. I get it. I get it. But what I want you to understand is just because you say you get it doesn't mean that you really do. Okay? Just because you say you understand it. Okay, I get what he's talking about. I need to use the power of my imagination just like what I do when I watch movies and watch TV. I need to become enthralled. I need to take a deep breath. That puts me into an alpha and theta state, calms me down, relaxes me. And I need to be able to create that movie based off my intention and make it very detailed. Many of you, it makes perfect sense to you. Yes? But the next step is to do it. The next step is to actually apply this. Now, listen. Let me ask you a question. If you do it tonight... If you do exactly what I share with you. And if tomorrow your life looks and feels the same, does it mean that it's not working? Comment below, please. Okay? Like, does it mean that it's not working if you do this tonight? Right before you go to bed, you take a deep breath five times. Close your eyes and just start to imagine your intention. As if it's happening in the moment. If you do it tomorrow, in the next day, your life is exactly what it is. Doesn't mean that it's not working. No. It doesn't mean it's not working. Okay? Let me explain this part. You gotta understand that then this is the tough part with people. Because I don't think the tough part is really understanding that this is possible and that it works as many Millions of people that talk about this on a daily basis, you know, and they have their own way of explaining it. Listen, the toughest part is what people don't understand is you have so much programming in your mind. A ton of it. Some of you are 30. Some of you in your 40s and 50s and 60s and some of you even in your 70s. And you have to understand that you have been misprogrammed or you've been conditioned poorly for a very long time, which means is it might take a few days, a few weeks, a few months to start to strip yourself of this old thinking and old beliefs. Does that make sense? Okay. Not because you're sabotaging yourself, not because, you know, one day you're not going to want to do it, it, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, one day you're not going to want to do it. One day you're going to try something new and you're not going to want to do it. You're going to be like, man, I had a hard day today. I ain't doing that shit. I ain't meditating. I ain't got time to meditate. I got to work. Right? I mean, listen, it's going to be natural. But I don't want you to think that, that you're self-sabotaging. You have to understand this about the brain as well. Please write this down. It's important to understand that the brain doesn't like change. It doesn't. Like people want to change, but the brain doesn't like to change because your brain was not created for you to be successful. It was created for you to survive. That's it. 
The rain is not like, oh, yeah, I was created for you to make a million. No. The brain was it's only there for you to function properly for, to make sure everything in your body is working to the in a way that you will be able to be a functioning human being. That's it. Survive. So the brain doesn't like change. So when it has a certain habit or a certain momentum in a certain direction, which you have created maybe unconsciously, it wants to be that way. Like if you're a person that drinks, smoke, or do other things that are debilitating to the body, it wants to do that because they've done that for 10 years. And when you say stop, it says, why are we stopping? Because, see, when you tell the brain I want to do something different, now the brain must work. That's another thing about your mind. It doesn't want to work hard. That's why you have habits, right? Say if you have to think about every day to think, think about taking a shower. Say every day you have to think about taking a dump. Every day you have to think about breathing, right? Oh, I forgot to breathe. No. Your brain loves habits. It loves consistency. It loves momentum. It loves repetition, right? Because the part of your brain, which is the unconscious mind, wants to do everything on autopilot, right? So the other part of your brain can relax. You don't have to work so hard. We want to give it to an unconscious mind. But as soon as you try to interrupt that, and that's what we're doing, we're going to interrupt. Like even meditating at night, right? Even doing that is interrupting your pattern because all of you, when you go to bed, everybody has their own ritual. Some of you watch TV. Some of you watch TikTok. Some of you masturbate. Some of you have sex. Some of you... Uh, just stay up all night thinking about your problems. Some of you cry, right? Some of you just lay there and just talk to yourself, right? So you're breaking the pattern because now you're going to take a deep breath five times and you're going to use your imagination and start to imagine the life that you want. Does that make sense here? Okay. Are you with me here? So any questions for me here? And how many of you are going to apply it? How many of you are going to give it a go tonight? And I want you to give it a go for the next 30 to 45 days. And let me share this with you. If some days you're not consistent, just don't beat yourself up. Don't berate yourself. Just do it again. Right? Do it the previous. But let me share this with you. The more consistent you are, like if you're able to compel yourself to do it every night, this is how your unconscious mind is programmed because it likes consistency. Whatever you do repeatedly, your brain will eventually accept it into the unconscious part of your mind, which means is it's something that you just got to do. It's not something that you think about, it's not something that you want to do or that you must do, it's just something that you get to that you like doing because you've always done it. Does that make sense? Okay. Awesome. I want you to comment below. I'm willing to do it for the next 30 days. Not I'm willing, I'm committed. I want you to type, if you're willing to do it, I'm committed to doing this for the next 30 days. And after 30 days, I want you to send me a DM and tell me how fabulous and exciting your life is. Tell me how everything is beginning to happen the way that you always said it would. And I'm going to share with you. It's just insane how it happens. 
because you don't know how. That's another thing. You don't know how this is going to happen, and it's not your business. And the more you do it, you will start. The reason why this starts to tear down the blockage is because you'll no longer think about that you're not getting something. Because if you do this every night, and I did it three times a day, by the way, just to let you know. Uh, but I'm just telling you to do it every night. But I did it three times a day because I was just so serious about it. And I got addicted to it. And I started to love it because I really started to disconnect myself from this, you know, third dimensional world. I was just living in the fifth dimensional world, which was my mind only. And I would just love meditating. I would love experiencing because I was in full control. Um, but like I said, if you're consistent with this over and over again, things will take place in your life in a way that's going to blow your mind. I'm telling you. It happened to me. Like, I didn't know the company that I would create was going to make me a million dollars. I thought it was going to be the previous company. And the new company came out of nowhere. It's almost like everything happened perfectly for me. Like, I just met the right person at the right time, saw the right thing at the right time, and I lunched it at the right time. It's like everything was in flow. And let me share something with you about negative things that may take place in your life. Listen, when you're going through this process, Nothing that happens in your life, if you're doing this right, nothing that happens in your life is negative. You've got to understand that. Okay, now this is big because you might say, well, Wes, I've been doing it, but I just had a flat tire. Wes, I've been doing this, but I just lost my job. Wes, I've been doing this, but I just got my heart broke. Wes, I've been doing this, but I just lost everything. Listen, when you're doing this, now see, this is why this is so difficult and people just don't believe it because it's hard for people to detach themselves from negative experiences. When you're doing this, listen, young, young man, young lady, when you're doing this, there are no more negative experiences, which means is when you have a perceived negative experience while you're doing this, what you say is this is happening for a reason and it's happening because something better is going to take place. Does that make sense? That's what you say. And you got to trust me on this. I've done it several times. A lot of negative things start to take place when I was going through this process. But what I said was, this is happening for a reason, and this is happening for my good. And this is happening because it's going to allow me to achieve what I want faster because I'm achieving it now. Okay? And write this down, folks. Write this down. Okay? And you have to trust. Trust me. Trust yourself. And trust the process. I'm telling you. I'm, and I get it. I know it's scary because, but, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm telling you, just say that. Whenever you have a negative experience while you're going through this process of meditating and using the power of your imagination and imagining exactly what you want in your intention and being very detailed about it, whenever a so-called negative experience happens, you'd say, hey, this is happening to serve me. This is happening for me to move faster towards me. You have to keep saying it. I'm telling you, every time it happens, you say it every time. This is happening for a reason for me to reach my goals faster. That's all you say. And you let it go. And listen, this is how you know that it's getting ready to come. Whatever you want. This is how you know that it's getting ready to come fast and quickly and rapidly to you. It's when you stop thinking about it. Okay? Like when.
when you just stop thinking about it. When you stop thinking about everything that you want, you know, like uh, thinking about, like, oh, when I'm going to get this car, when I'm going to get the job, when I'm going to get the business, like when you just stop thinking about it. And listen, the reason why you stop thinking about it because your mind feels like you already have it. Like every day you're not thinking, look, if you buy a new car tomorrow, every day you're not thinking about buying a new car, you know, because you already got it. So you're not thinking about it no more. You don't need to think about it because the car's already there. Thinking about if you buy a new house, you're not thinking about a new house every single day of your life because you already got it. Like even the car that you have now, you're not thinking about your car right now. No. Maybe you are now because I brought it up. But you already got the car. It's already there, right? So when you do this properly, your mind believes that you're already living the life. So it's not thinking about it. It's not thinking about what you don't have. It's not thinking about, I want this, because it feels that it has it. Does that make sense? And it's just, and it just, things start to happen. Everything. And before you know it, like you're living exactly what the intention was. Any questions for me? Okay. Any questions for me? Talk to me. Okay. I really wanted everybody to really understand that. And I know you guys have been craving for this. Okay. But if you have any questions here, ask them now. I'm here. I'm your virtual millionaire mentor. Okay. I'm here for you. And if you want to listen to this again, it's on my podcast, Wesley Billion Dollar Version Podcast. Listen to them daily. Why? Because to be successful, you must make success a study. Okay? It's a daily process. Question for me. I'm scrolling do, and I'm scrolling through here. Hey, Wes, what's up, man? I mean, Donoski, how are you? Questions for me. It's coming below here. But if you're not working on working and you are doing it, how would you manifest the life? Remember, Kelly Undo. See, this is the tough part about this whole process. I get it. Like the how is really none of your business, honestly. And see, this is just another way to think, folks. And listen, and, and there's many people that's not going to agree with this. Trust me. It's millionaire. Some people just not going to agree. They just like, nah, man, you got to work hard, man. You got to work. And listen, you do got to work, of course, but... Not the way how they think about it. Like, I don't think about work the way that people think about it. When, think of, when people think about work, they think about something they have to do that they don't want to do. People think about things they know they should do, but they just don't feel like doing it. I don't, ha- I don't think about work that way. Like, everything that I do is in alignment with what I want, and it's not work for me. Like, this is not work. I could do this for hours and hours and hours. It's not work for me. It's fun. I'm excited. It's exciting. So remember, the how is not your business. The how is none of your business. What you focus on is what? Just the process of understanding your intention in detail and imagining the experience as if it's real. That's it. That's where your focus is. See, many of you are trying to focus on that and focus on, well, what I got to do? Well, how I got to do it? Well, how is it going to come? You don't know. No one knows. Like when people start a company, start a business, they don't know what's going to make them a billion dollars. 
And many people that are billionaires, their goal was not to be a billionaire, honestly, a lot of them. Like Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, I don't, the goal wasn't to be a billionaire, the goal was to create a great product, honestly, right? But, and a lot of people do this naturally, by the way. Like a lot of people do this naturally, almost unconsciously, they don't have to really think about it. But a lot of you, you've never been taught this and you don't do it naturally, right? Because you probably came from uh, uh, not the suburbia type of uh, upbringing. Maybe you didn't have a mama, a daddy, and maybe you had a very dysfunctional household, right? So you have to relearn everything, okay? Can I repost your live after this and you repost it back, please? Sure. Uh, while visualizing that experience, she will listen to a hypnosis of theta waves. Yeah, you can. Hey, Maylin, how are you? You can, of course. Go on YouTube, type in Alpha State Meditation or Theta State Meditation. Or you can get my course, the Genie Script course, and you can use that meditation as well. Okay? And don't ask me which one is better. Anyone, it doesn't matter. Okay? How do I break my bad habits? The exact same process I just explained to you, Gonzalez, right? Like whatever the habits that you're doing that are what you call bad habits, there's a reason why you do those things, okay? Now, I don't know what your bad habits are, but you have to identify, okay, why am I doing this? Well, I get pleasure. Then ask yourself another question. Well, how can I get pleasure doing something differently? And if you really want to speed up the process, when you meditate, see yourself doing something differently other than the habit that is debilitating. Okay? While visualizing that experience, yeah, I already asked that question. Okay. Any meditation techniques you suggest for beginners? Listen, sweetheart, chairwoman is very simple. I mean, it's no secret behind meditation. Sit down. In a chair, in a couch, put your hands on your knees or between your legs. Take a deep breath five times and close your eyes. And focus on the breathing. This, if you don't want to, if you're not trying to focus on any intentions, I would suggest that's for newer people. It's just to focus on the breathing. Because you have to teach the mind first how to focus. And I get it. You know, a lot of people, you know why they don't do this? Because they just like, man, this is a waste of time. I've been doing this. I don't see nothing happening. Because people are just predominantly very impatient people. But listen, this is steps. Meditation is like going to school. You can't start school and start the fifth grade. You start pre-K and kindergarten, first grade, second grade, right? And so on. Same thing with meditation. In the beginning, many of you... You need to begin with just focusing on your breathing because what we're doing when you meditate, you're teaching the mind how to focus. You're teaching the mind how to relax. You're teaching the mind to stay still. Does that make sense? That's what you're doing. That's it. Because when the mind can focus on some experience or some scenario that you conjure up in the mind, the outer world will bring it to you. 100%, I'm telling you. It will bring it to you when you're able to focus deeply and immensely on an experience that you want. It will come to you in ways that will blow your mind. Okay. What's next here? 
Was doing these rants a part of your other days of meditation? Absolutely. Yeah, listen, I saw my, I didn't know it was going to be called rants, but I said, you know, every day I'll be speaking to millions of people around the world, sharing my own philosophy about manifesting dreams. Like I saw it. I saw myself talking to millions of people. And look, I'm talking to 61 million people right now. All oh, praise to the most high. God is the greatest. I'm so grateful right now. I'm so grateful. Wow, this is insane. I mean, it's happening. Sometimes I got to pinch myself and like, oh my God, just look what's taking place in my life right now based off everything that I've done in my past. How to be a voice actor. What is a voice actor? Next questions for me here. Next question, please. Does listening to lots of different frequencies and guided meditation leads to memory loss? No, I don't think so. I mean, I've never heard of that at all. I would say no. What can make you lose connection to that state of mind? All right, so Pam asked a great question. She said, What's, what can make you lose connection to that state of mind? Listen. In the beginning of doing this, obviously, your mind is already very disorganized. You got to just, I'm just going to let you know it's disorganized. And the reason why your mind is disorganized, because many of us, we subject ourselves to everything. Social media, it's a very noisy world. Friends, your mother, your father, relatives. School, professors, pastors, mentors, YouTube videos, whatever, right? Work, coworkers, managers, supervisors, bosses, whatever. So you have to understand that your mind is already disorganized because you never thought that you needed to isolate yourself from all this. Many of us believe that how we are is just functional, even though we're dysfunctional. We feel that we're functionally dysfunctional. Does that make sense? Like we're functioning in this world and we feel that's how it's supposed to be. Like we're supposed to be anxious and stressed out and let me hurry up and do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to I gotta be productive. I got to be doing something. I got to be doing something. So we've just been taught that way. Okay. So if you lose, if you get into the state of mind where you start to get clarity and you start to relax and calm down and start to create the experience and you start to lose connection, just come back to the connection. That's it. What do you do if your laptop gets unplugged? You just plug it back in. That's it. So that's what you do when you see yourself. This is called metacognition, which is called awareness. You become aware that you're becoming disconnected. So when you see yourself getting distracted, when you see yourself getting overly angry or emotional or pissed off or sad or despondent, you say, whoa, let me stop. Take a deep breath. Where do I want to be? Where do I want my mind to be? What do I want to think about? Right? Does that make sense? Hey, Wes, why you don't promote weight loss programs anymore? Well, actually, I am launching a new weight loss supplement in the next week. So, um, interesting you said that because I will be launching a supplement very soon. 
that I will get a ton of you to promote for me so you can make a ton of money with. First time in the supplement era, but I'm going to dominate because everything that I do, I just dominate. I make a ton of money. Almost everything that I do online, I dominate. Okay? What's next? You're welcome, Pam. Next question for me. Talk up, folks. What what are your questions here? Talk to me. How to hold my intentions? Easy. Easy, Chef Nikki. Repetition. Chef, how do you cook all that good food in that kitchen? How do you continuously, consistently cook good food? Repetition. Right? You have to cook every day. Over and over, you get better and better. You know what spices to use. You know what vegetables to use, what sauces to use, right? Repetition. That's it. Repeating the process. This is what allows you to get better. We all know this, right? Of course. This is what it is. Okay? There's no way to circumvent the process of repetition. You got to do it. And you got to do it over and over again. Okay? Questions for me. Talk to me. You skipped my question. I'm sorry, La Majesty. If you don't mind, can you ask it again? When will... When will you be in the podcast of the School of Greatness? Well, I'll reach out to Lewis House. Reach out to him for me. And let him know that Wesley Virgin is ready to be on your podcast. Just reach out to him. Lewis House, just email him. Say, hey, this is a young black kid from Houston, Texas. And you need to have him on your podcast. He has a very different peculiar philosophy about the mind. And this man is very wealthy. He's very handsome, and he's just absolutely fascinating. And he has a lovely voice, and he has a lovely smile, and people tend to like him. But he got haters. Don't get it twisted now. He got haters, but he love him as well. That's it. Reach out to him. All right, let me see if I can go back to your question here. Give me a second. Did you learn digital marketing from a course, or did you learn it on your own? Um, I learned it on my own, honestly. Trial and error. What's next here? Thank you so much, King Mitch. And I will. I always like you guys' kind words. Thank you so much for that. And I love you for that. And listen, let me share something with you. Every night, I've never shared this before. I think I have one time. Every night, believe it or not, when I meditate in the morning, when I meditate during the day, it's a part of my meditation I'm manifesting you fulfilling your dreams and goals. I want you to know that for everybody that listens to me around the world, every single day, I, I'm, I'm manifesting in, with, with a very um, focused intent of you getting what you want, which means is like I see you sending me testimonials, videos uploading to YouTube about all the great and wonderful things that are taking place in your life. I see millions of people doing this every month, every day. 
I see it. So I want you to understand that Wesley is manifesting for you as well. And I believe that we can do it for others as well. Okay? Next question for me, please. Thank you so much. Um, when you were on the before life, what did you stumble or who opened your eyes for you to start a better life? Yeah, Gonzalez, um, I shared this many times. It all started with a little job that I had here in Pasadena, Texas. Does anybody know what Pasadena, Texas is? If you live in Houston, you should know what it is. And I used to work for a young man by the name of Will Carroll Smith. He was the owner of a dealership. It was called Timmer Chevrolet. Because, listen, I, I want to be honest with you. I, I, I had no desire to be rich. Okay? At all. I didn't know what rich was. Not even a clue. Right? I didn't even know rich people existed. But I, I was hired by a young man. I call him young, even though he was older, but he was wealthy because he owned a dealership. And it was my first introduction to see someone that I was close to that had a boat. Like, he showed me his boat. I saw his beautiful house. And he really gave me an opportunity to work for him. I remember one day when I accidentally deleted everything off his laptop. And I'm the IT guy, by the way. And he gave me another opportunity to stay there. He said, well, Wesley, take your time, be careful, and make it happen. And he was the reason why I got into Citrix Engineering, honestly, because the company decided to adopt this new technology called Citrix at the time. And I was one of the first person to get introduced to it. And I had no college degree. I was straight out of high school, and this man gave me an opportunity. I was making $7 an hour. And I try to tell a lot of you, you know, whenever you get the opportunity to work for a millionaire or someone that's rich, and you get the opportunity to work closer with those people, Work for free. I mean, who cares? I mean, you don't need to get paid. Work for free if you need to. Um, because it's invaluable what you learn. And I learned the greatest lesson with this man. Let me tell you what it is. And I was 21 years old. And I love him for this. 100%. And one day, maybe I'll go see him and thank him. If he's still alive, of course. But um, I love him for this. I'll never forget the day that everything changed for me. And many of you already heard this story many times. But I worked for that dealership for about two years. And, you know, I was very loyal. I was very dedicated. And I worked my ass off. I really did. And the reason why I worked so hard, because I love what I did. Like, I love technology. I love putting computers together. I love programming computers. I was a nerd. Even now, I'm a nerd, too. You don't, you'll never guess it. I am such a nerd. A nerd. Right? I code. Um, I know how to make web pages. I, I'm a computer geek, 100%. Right? 100%. Um, and I worked for him two years. And as a matter of fact, I remember I was driving a Ford Taurus at the time. And I would drive to the dealership every day. And one day he bought a brand new dealership. And I remember the day that I bought a brand new car. I was there for a year. I saved up some money. I talked. Everybody loved me at the dealership, right? I was like the only black kid there. Um, everybody else was like Caucasian, Hispanic. And I was just this black kid in IT that was fixing everybody's computers. And I was really good in what I did because 
you know, I kind of learned, I was self-taught when I was younger. I taught myself how to do the basics, which many people thought that were advanced and they were just basics to me. Such as like installing a printer or, I don't know, installing programs and troubleshooting. I love that stuff. So um, I worked there and I remember buying my first Chevrolet Tahoe. I bought a Chevy Tahoe from the dealership. And I was excited, man. I got rid. I mean, actually, I kept the Taurus. And I had the Tahoe. And I was feeling good. I was like, man, feeling good. I'm feeling prosperous. I'm winning. I'm succeeding. Got a brand new car. I love it. And I'll never forget the day. I'll never forget that this was life-changing for me. But I thank God for it. That when I came back to the dealership, Oh, I went to work one morning, and I remember getting out my Tahoe, brand new. It was green, gorgeous, beautiful car, right? Getting out my Tahoe. I'm young, you know, 21, got a brand new Tahoe, you know, feeling rich. And I remember walking inside the new dealership because it was new. We had transferred all the computers and it was a lot of work, but it was worth it, you know? It was great. I love building something, and I love, at the time, working for people who had vision. And this is probably why I dream so big now, because where he was at and where he went to was insane. It was like night and day. I mean, this man, I mean, that building was like $30, $40 million. I mean, this man built a insane dealership. It's still here today. It's in Pasadena. It's called Monument Chevrolet. And... Um, you know, I did all the work of installing the computers, um, programming the computers, getting everything moved over, configuring the systems. It took like days, man, you know, like nights of no sleep. But I didn't care because I loved it. And I had a high work ethic and I loved it. I loved it so much. I just love technology, right? Um, so I remember walking in the doors and I remember seeing the faces of the car manager or the service manager and the general manager. And they said, Wesley, we got a problem. Nobody can access their systems right now. Nobody can connect to the database. Because, you know, in dealership, car dealerships, you have parts, service, sales. And they have to connect to certain databases to be able to make transactions, right? If they can't make transactions, they can't take care of customers. If you can't take care of customers, then you got a problem, right? Can't sell cars. The business is at a standstill. So I'm running around. I'm looking at people's computers, and I find that the virus is in people's computers all over there. And I'm like, oh, my God, right? And I'm running up to the server room, and trying to think what's happening and people screaming and Wesley, what's going on? What's going on? And I remember going upstairs and I remember coming face to face with the owner of the dealership. His name was Will. His name is Will Carroll Smith. And he looked at me and said, Wesley, stop. He said, what's going on? I said, sir, there's a virus in the system, and I'm trying to get it resolved. 
I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to get it. He said, and before I said, but I, he said, stop. You're done here. You're done. You're fired right now. Come here. Follow me. I'm getting your last check and you're done. And he said it just like that. Brutal. You know, no, no write up. No slap on the wrist. He looked in my eyes and said, you're done here. You're done. I'm tired of this. Come with me. Let's get your last check and I want you out of here now. Like I never seen a side of him like that, you know, because before he was just a nice guy, right? I mean, I've been to his house, got to see his boat and storage. You know, he was a great, he was a great man, man. Honestly, I just, it was my first glimpse into the rich lifestyle. You know, he had two kids, very, very smart kids, boys, educated, you know, um, And then I went into the office of my immediate manager because he wasn't my, like, first-line manager. I had what was called the comptroller who takes care of all the accounting. And she was my supervisor. She didn't know what was going on. He walked in the office. I walk in the office, and he says, hey, I want you to type up this check right now. How much money uh, do we owe him? Type it up right now. And give it to him because he's terminated. <laughs> now, my boss, she know nothing about. She's like caught off guard. But she did exactly what she said. She put her head down. She typed it out. And, you know, I love these people. And they were really cool. They really were amazing. I worked with these white women. They were the most amazing white women I've ever met in my life. Older women. I was the only black kid in the server room, right? And the accounting part. Uh, the accounting department was just full of, you know, older white women. But they were amazing. I loved them to, to life. And you can tell she was just so shocked and surprised, you know, what to think. But Will Kara Smith was very adamant. He was very blunt. And he meant what he said. And I remember she typed out the check. I got the check. They walked me off the campus. I got into my brand new Chevy Tahoe that was paying I know it all. I was financing at the time. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, wow, I'm gone. Two years. Working my ass off. Two years of loyalty. Two years of giving it my all. And they let me go just like that. And from that day, okay, from that day, I knew for a fact that I could not work for a person for the rest of my life. I just knew it because I didn't like it. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like how he did it and at the time. And I thought about it. I said, man, what if I had a family? It's like, damn, like, what if I had a family in the house and bills and everything, everything would have been gone. So from that day, I said, oh, no, nah, it's not going to work for me. So from that day, I began the journey of discovering what I needed to do to make some money independently of a job. I did have more jobs. I had several more jobs. But every year I was looking for some opportunity. Every year I was trying to start a business, a company. And that's at the age of 21. So that's when it all started. Okay. And the reason why I'm very happy and excited that he did that. Because if he didn't, I wouldn't be the man that I am here today. 
if you would have gave me, a, I swear to God, like, oh man, I thank God sometimes for this because it's like it's just so funny how people don't realize that some of your toughest moments in life is meant for you to receive some blessings that you could you would have never noticed blessings and miracles and just a shift in thinking that you would never realize until you experience that adversity. That's why when adversity take place in my life, I'm thankful. I'm like, let's go. Okay, I got it. Bring it on. It's a challenge. I got to fix it. Something greater is coming. Because listen, if it wasn't from that experience, I promise you I'd still be in corporate America. I, I would be. Because I was like, let me climb the corporate ladder because everything was going well. And these people loved me. I mean, I was like the king there. Because if you can fix somebody's computer, my God, they love you. They love Western Virgin because I can fix problems. I was a troubleshooter. I knew how to reverse engineer problems very well, right? So it's just they love me around this. So I just loved it. So imagine going to work and loving it, right? <laughs> and for it to be taken away from you just like that. So... Um, I was, I was just so now, uh, even when driving home, it was such a shocker to me. I couldn't even get mad cause I couldn't even believe like, it was surreal to me, honestly, cause I, I never thought anybody would ever terminate me cause I thought I was expendable. You know how some people think they're expendable, right? That no one never, no, you can't fire me. Come on. You need me. They need me here. Let me tell you something. They don't need you. You think they do. And the people that I'm telling you, you know, People that are employees and companies, they always think that, oh, they need me, they need me. I'm telling you, they don't. And CEOs are smart. You know, some of them, they know if they really need you or not. Because if they really needed you, they'll never let you go. But they don't. And they'll be planning your exodus. You just won't know. It could be a year. They'll be planning to put somebody in your place and training them. You don't even know behind your back. And one day they'll let you go. You think they need you, but... They've already replaced you, man, a year ago, six months ago. It happens all the time, right? So remember something. You're never, ex you're never expendable. I mean, listen, unless you're a salesperson, you know, you bring in a ton of sales for a company. Uh, if you're just a regular person just doing tasks and processes and things like that, I mean, you're replaceable, period. If you're not bringing money directly into the company, you are replaceable, folks, okay, period. That's why I suggest to be a salesperson. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm grateful for the experience. Okay. Have you ever seen him since? You know, I haven't. I've, I, you know, you know, what I thought about, oh my God. I mean, I thought about this. Um, and I, and I, and listen, what I'm about to share with you is not because I'm trying to be ugly. I'm trying to be petty. Right. But I thought about getting into my Rolls Royce, my Cullinan, you know what I'm saying? And getting in that thing. And driving up, driving to Pasadena, because I think the dealership is off of Bellway 8 and 45. And driving up and first going to see my comptroller. I loved her. That was my immediate boss. I can't remember her name, but she was such an amazing woman. My God, she's a doll. Um, going there and knocking on Will Carol Smith's door. I don't know. His son's probably running now, to be honest with you. His son's probably running. But you know what? I thought about going up there and buying a car, right? <laughs> For the fun of it, right? Buying a Ford Focus. I don't know. Put on Turo. And say, hey, it's Will Carroll Smith here. I'm going up there. Hey, Will. You don't remember me, do you? Wesley Virgin. 
And let me see how many years for that. 20, 20 years later. Jeez. And I'm going to say, thank you. Thank you. That's all I want to say, man. Thank you so much. Because of you, I'm worth $40 million today. Because of you letting me go and terminating. Man, he taught me so much, man. Even that moment. This is why I'm very stolid when it comes to my employees. Like, I'm not such an emotional person when it comes to, like, business. Like, I would cut your ass quickly. And not even think about you, honestly. And it's not personal. It's just business, right? He taught me that because he taught me that a man can be that way. He taught me that a man can be very nice. You know, because rich people are very nice people. They are. He's very nice. He was a very nice man. But, man, when he came to business, that motherfucker cut. Like, he just, done. Get out of here. And he was just stone-faced. Never called me. Never reached out to me. Done. Just a memory. So that taught me a lot when I run when I run my companies. Now, I'm very stolid. I'm strict. I'm direct. I don't play. You fuck up, you're gonna hear about it. And I'm gonna fix you. If not, you're gonna be done. Um, and I don't think I don't think twice about it. Right? It's very easy for me to be that way. And I learned it from him. And uh, yeah, you know, I would just say, man, thank you so much, bro. Thank. I mean, not bro. I'm telling bro, but I was, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. Um, you're the reason why I'm driving this beautiful car here. Check it out. You're the reason why I'm buying another car from you, Cash, man. I at least owe you that much because you changed my life. Because I had no clue that I would become this man unless you terminated me. Like that. So abrupt. So, uh, you know, so brutally. Right. And um, yeah, maybe I would do it. I don't know. You know, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. But, you know, maybe I will. I'm going to see you the reason why I'm helping millions of people around the planet right now. You know, it's just... And, and listen, let me share something with you. Um, don't be so quick to think that the adversities, problems, and challenges in your life is meant for you to fail. Because I think we automatically think that way. We just think like, oh, man, this is just so hard. I don't know why this happened to me. But maybe it's not happening to you. Maybe it's happening for you. And maybe you don't know why. But maybe it's happening for you. Right? Because <laughs> maybe certain things happen in life for us to shift our paradigm. It's the way that we think about our life, about our reality. Right? So don't be so quick to judge and think that all these terrible moments is meant for you to fail. It's probably meant for you to succeed. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I should, I should. I may, I may go see the guy. I may go check him out. I may go check him out. You know, say what's up, Will. I mean, I don't know. It's twenty years. See, he was like, I know he was at least fifty, so he got to be at least seventy or eighty now. He was my parents' age. He's probably like 70, 80 years old right now. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll make a trip. Okay? And um, I, I want you to understand something. Listen. Hey. Listen. You got this. Okay? You got this. Like, it's going to be a journey. It is a true marathon. You know, when you're attempting to to develop yourself, I was just talking to my best friend, Herman, 
you know, I'm always pushing him. And sometimes he get annoyed, you know, he like, because, I mean, obviously people like to be pushed, but they really don't like to be pushed. They only like to be pushed as long as it's in their comfort zone. But me, you know, I'm, I'm going to push you outside of the comfort zone. And I remember when I met Herman, he was just driving Ubers, honestly, because he was my Uber driver. And now, from spending so much time with me the past, like, five years, this man owns his own transportation company now. And he's the number one real estate agent as far as numbers as a uh, he only been in real estate for three years. He's number one in his company right now, right? So now I'm pushing him outside. Say, man, it's time for you to get a team. It's time for you to lead people. It's time for you to be a manager of people and to delegate. And that's another skill. And I want all of you to understand that, you know, success itself and developing yourself is a marathon. It takes time. It takes patience. And it takes a willingness to want to learn. I talk a lot about the teachability index which is your ability to, um, your willingness to learn and your willingness to accept change, right? And you have to have a willingness to learn what you don't know. And then you got to be willing to change. That means you have to take action towards it, right? So like what I shared tonight, like you learned what I did to reinforce the power of your imagination, but now you have to have the willingness to change it. Changing means that a lot of things that you've done before in the past, you can't do it anymore. You gotta stop hanging around certain people. Maybe you stop drinking so much, smoking so much, you know, going to the same places where you know you don't need to be and start to change different things in your life. And I think we all know that. Questions for me. Hey, Mary, how are you? Hewitt, how are you? Shh. Let's see here. <laughs> Somebody said, um, give him my last paycheck. Huh? Now, I had to cash that paycheck. I need to pay bills. So the paycheck that he gave me, is he still alive? I'm sure he is. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I haven't, like, I haven't spoken to him. Like, it's been 20 years? Sheesh. It's been a while. Two decades. You should hire him, Wes, and give him half the set. Nah, nah, nah. Come on now, folks. I'm not petty. This man is a very successful, wealthy man. And actually, I think his wife's dad was wealthy. I think his wife's dad is what gave him the jealousy. I don't I don't think he was self-made, honestly. It was his wife's father. But it's all good whether you're self-made or... Had a trust fund. Hey, you still did it. All right, the real king says, where do men usually slip up? Um, Yeah, so let's talk to men for a second here. And women, you can listen or you can leave if you want to. So, you know, men, listen. There's a couple of issues. There's a couple of things I've identified that men just don't do or maybe they're not aware of. Every man on here want the respect of people. That's one. Every man on this live, they want to feel significant. They want to feel important, right? Three, every man on here wants um, status of some sort, whatever that is to you, right? But that goes along with being significant. 
So, and men want to feel as if, as if they, um, they have their life together and that they have their life together in a way that women will appreciate them, right? Women would admire them and men as well, right? Does that make sense? It's important for men. Like status is number one for men. Men like power. Men want to feel powerful. And we receive that or we become powerful by different ways. Money, cars, um, how we dress, how we speak, how we talk, the type of girls that we date, whatever. That's all associated power for men. So where do men slip up? You know, why do you think men? And let's go back. That's. Let's go down to the childhood. You have to understand this. You know, many men, the childhood was very dysfunctional. It is what it is. Many men on here right now did not have a great daddy. Okay? Some of you didn't have a father. Some of you had a father, but your father was full of shit. Which means he was just no good. He drunk too much. He hung out. He cursed you out. He was just always hard on you, cursing you out. He talked about you. He slapped your mama around, right? No leadership, no guidance. So a lot of men on this rent right now did not have a, um, a great demonstration of what a man should be. Does that make sense? You with me, man? Okay, a lot of men, fathers were broke, no money, struggled. Many fathers of men that's on his rent, they didn't have the ability to communicate themselves. They didn't know how to express themselves. Some of the men on here, their fathers were very beta men, kind of weaker men, right? They didn't know how to express themselves. They were not non-combative men. They wouldn't argue a lot. They always be calm. They let people walk all over them. Even the woman walked over them. Right? It's a lot of men on here that's like that. So um, where the slip up is, many of you, it's because of your childhood. Okay, It's very dysfunctional. It's very disorganized. But now you're a man. Okay? Now you're a man. Because remember something. And it's just like male or females. For you to learn how to be something, you have to have a model. Right? And you're only modeling what you've learned from the past. That's it. Like a woman doesn't know how to become a woman until she sees other woman, which is her mom. So she tends to act and behave like she does. Same thing with men, right? Same thing with men that only has moms. So that's why some men, they tend to act like women, <laughs> Because they only had mom, they have a lot of feminine energy because they didn't have any masculinity energy around them. Okay? Does that make sense? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, sir, <laughs> someone said Will Kersman was my father. Stop it. Yeah, you funny. Uh, are you with me, man? So, that's one stage of the slip of it. It's not like you slipped up. Right, just how you were raised. You didn't have a great example. So many men are indecisive because your dad was indecisive. Many men don't know how to make a decision because your dad didn't know how to make a decision. 
many of you men have all these hangups and vices because your dad and your father had these vices and hangups as well. Okay? Many of you men don't know how to communicate because your father didn't know how to do it as well. No one around you growing up didn't know how to communicate effectively. Right? Many of you men are not in business because your father wasn't in business. Right? You just got a job. And many of you men have been taught to get a job. Pay your bills. Take care of your wife. Whatever. But nothing deeper than that. Right? Just work hard. Go to school. Get a family. And live your life. Right? Which is not um, the best directive to give a man. Right? So now as an adult... A lot of you men, you just confused. You don't know what to do because you have not been educated in a way to organize your mind nor your life in a way to get what you want: finances, uh, communication skills, being able to navigate women properly, have a sense of ambitious confidence, and conscientiousness. Right. So. Instead of thinking about, you know, where we slip up, the question is, how do we fix it for men? Like, how do men begin to fix themselves or to not even fix? How do men be able to develop themselves in a way that they are more functional in the world and they can make a massive contribution to the world? Right. Because that's what men's jobs is. Men, we were here to be leaders. It's my belief to be leaders. Okay. First leaders of ourselves. Okay? First leaders of ourselves. As men, we must learn how to lead ourselves. We can't lead other people until we can lead ourselves. Leading ourselves means that we have to have the ability to tell ourselves, hey, I'm going to work out today. Hey, I'm not going to have sex for a month. Hey, I'm going to read a book every single day. Hey, I'm going to work on my business every single day. Hey, I'm not going to go out and say no to this and no to this because this doesn't align with my dreams and my goals. Right? So leading first starts with yourself. Make sense? You have to lead yourself first. Because many men want to be leaders of women. They want women to respect them. They want the respect of men. But they don't know how to lead themselves. And no one's going to follow a person that can't lead themselves. Okay? And then, um, so... That's one thing we have to understand because we have to understand what is the role of a man, right? A lot of men, listen, you know, I know this sounds very simplistic, but a lot of men doesn't know the role of a man. Like, what what do I do as a man? What is a man? How do I become a man? How do I become a great man? How do I become a, felt, a wealthy man? Listen, I'm here to teach you here because I think I became an extraordinary man. Absolutely. I'm getting better and better and greater every day. Check it out. Um... We have something called principles, okay? Principles of a man. And principles are things that just, what, and these are my principles, right? But these are things that just, it is what it is, and they should not be changed. It, is, it, it just is what, like, man being a leader, it is what it is. No matter what anybody say, men should be leaders. I don't care if you have women out there say, no, men don't have to be leaders. Listen, first of all, it's my belief that every woman would like a man to lead them in some way. They do. Even the ones that say they don't. And the ones that say they don't because they feel that men are not taking on that role. So women are kind of forced to be leaders now because they make more money now. I mean, they're very progressive, right? So, you know, women just don't believe that men can even adopt this because it's just like they're not doing it. 
right? So one, principles, man, got to be a leader, a leader himself before you can lead anybody. Two, if you want to start to develop yourself, you got to realize that you have to strategically introduce new things in your life to become the person that you want to be. And to do that, you have to have a model. Does that make sense? Everybody has some type of model. Don't think that people are just so different. Everybody's modeling somebody. Everybody. In some standpoint, we're all modeling somebody, right? We're looking at what this person is doing, what they're wearing, what they're driving, how they're standing, how they're communicating, whatever. Somebody, we're always looking at other people and we're using that to adapt it or to assimilate it in ourselves so we can be that as well. So, men, you have to realize that you have to have a model. Now, say if you don't have a model, say you don't have a man that you look up to, a man that you see that's doing well, you become the model. Does that make sense? And this is for men that who don't have that role model in their life, right? And I get it. Every man is not going to have a role model in their life to mentor them or to educate them in a way to be more of a contribution to the world, right? So you become the model. See, that's why they call us men, because see, men can be independent. We can be very independent of everything, and we can teach ourselves called self-education, because men were created, in my opinion, to be strong, to be very resilient. Like if you read back in the Bible, men will go hunt. They will go hunt the food. The woman will cook the food. The men will go out and work. The woman will cook and clean the house, right? That was the typical duties, you know, back in the days, right? So we were created this way to be powerful people or individuals, this gender, to be strong so the woman can lay on our chest or lay on our back or hold on us when she gets weak, and we will be strong the entire way, okay? Are you with me here? So... um, Men, if you don't have the role model, you got to become it, which means you have to become everything that you want it to be, or you become exactly what you wanted your father to be to you. Does that make sense? Like if you wish your father was more present, then you mean more present with yourself and more present with your children. If you wanted your father to be more decisive, you have to be more decisive. If you wanted your father to be more confident, if you want your father to have less vices, if you wanted your father even just to be there, well, you have to become this man. If you wanted your father to be more disciplined, if you wanted your father to go out there and start a business and not just work a job for the rest of life, you have to become that. And see, men can do this. I'm not saying that women can't do it as well, but men can do this. They can. Okay? They can. And, man, you have to understand that you can do this, that you can start from where you are right now, and you can begin to reconstruct your entire life. Okay? However, to do this properly, in my opinion, my philosophy, a man must isolate himself. See, a lot of men, a lot of you that's on my live here tonight, you want to be this incredible man, but you want to still be around people who are not incredible. 
You want to be this amazing man, but you still want to be around men who are not amazing. You want to be this educated man, but you're around people who are not educated. Does it make sense? So a man must take a moment of his life, six months to a year, to isolate himself, to begin to develop himself. What does he develop? Write this down. So there are a few things that a man needs to develop in life for him to be an outstanding, to be a high-value man, to be the man that sits on the top of the hierarchy of men, the man that has the status, the men that are admired around the world, whatever. One, when you're in isolation, you work on your physicality, your body, which means work out, go to the gym. Like, define it, because even that is a discipline. Like, eating... Better foods is a discipline. Going to the gym, pushing your body is a discipline. And it is an example of leading yourself, doing it regardless of what's taking place in your life. You do this. So your physicality, you know, becoming from a physical standpoint an excellent version of yourself. Just about working out. Okay? Two. Your communication skills. Learning how to communicate effectively. Learning how to articulate yourself. Learning how to use words in a way to compel people to do what you want. Persuasion. Right? Communication skills. You need to isolate yourself to learn this. Isolating yourself is moving yourself from everybody that you're comfortable with. Everybody that you're familiar with. Right? And putting yourself in an environment to communicate better. Whether that's getting around people that communicate very well, that you feel uncomfortable around. Whether that's listening to YouTube videos of people who communicate very well, who use their words very well. Or learning new words every day. Getting a CD. Getting audio and learning new words daily. Right? From your radio. Whatever. Going to work, listening to words. Leaving from work, listening to words. Right? And adding more words are part of your vocabulary. Okay? That's two. Three is your emotional intelligence. Being able to be calm. When you need to be, right? Because, you know, men, unfortunately, you know, not all men, but a ton of men, it's like they don't have the ability to control and manage their emotions around people. They're very easily angered. And if you're an easily angered individual, then you will do something that may put you in a predicament that you can't come back from. It happens to me all the time, right? Unfortunately. So you have to have or adopt emotional intelligence. Being able to think before you act. Being able to be proactive instead of reactive to situations. Realizing that every situation does not compel you to react. Understanding that for the rest of your life, it's going to be somebody on the planet that's going to compel you, piss you off, anger you, make you sad, make you feel insecure, whatever. For the rest of your life, it's going to happen. But you have to learn how to manage how you feel. It's not saying that you don't feel it, but you have to manage the feeling. Like when someone pisses you off or you feel pissed off, you have to realize that, one, no one can piss you off. You allow them to do that. 
You are allowing the person to anger you. You are allowing the person to make you mad. You are allowing the person to make you feel insecure. Does that make sense? You are allowing it. No one can make you mad and make you this and make you that. Let's let women do that. Let women say, you make me this, you make me this. That's fine. That's women. Because women are overly emotional people and we love that about them. But men, right, you have to, to be a leader. You got to manage your emotional state. Seriously, you'll never be a leader that way. The CEO of any company has to be able to manage his emotional state when chaos is taking place. A father, a husband, and a family has to be able to manage his emotional state when there's chaos in the home. Does that make sense to you? So your emotional intelligence is very important. It's even important to your success with money. Right? And four, the finances, the money. Okay? You have to master the money. Okay? Period. You got to master the money. That means that you got to become independently wealthy. Seriously. Like if you want to be the top of the food chain, the food chain, you have to be independently wealthy. You got to master money. You have to develop a skill that you have more money coming into your life that you know what to do with. And I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how long it takes. One year, five year, 10 year, 20 year, who cares? But you got to spend your time on this in isolation by yourself, right? And figure it out. And you have to know that you can figure it out. And you have to know that you will discover the solution. Does that make sense? And that's, in my opinion, the high level attributes and traits of a man. Okay, a real man, a high value man, a man that people want to be around, the man that women want, the man that men admire. Okay, those type of men. And like I said before, to do that, it does take sacrifices because of the past. Like your past experiences is the reason why you have to sacrifice a lot of things that you're currently doing because you can't do anymore. If your desire is to be a high value man. Okay. Does that make sense? So man, hopefully you wrote that down. So it's not about slipping up. It's about understanding. I don't know. I don't know if I said four or five attributes. All these principles of a man that have to be perfected. Your body. Perfect your body, man. Work out every day. Right. Create the sculpture of art. That when your body has clothes on, no clothes on, I mean, it is so noticeable that you look good, right? Two, your emotional management, your emotional intelligence. Three, the money, the finances. Four, communication skills, okay? Master all those areas. If you would just separate yourself from the world for one year and work on those parts, so those principles of your life, okay, independently, if you work on those and develop those, 
You'll be an outstanding man, I'm telling you. Okay? Questions for me. What do you confide in, Wes? Your inner child or inner what? What do I confide in? I don't have to confide anything because I have no secrets. You know, some people confide in things because they feel guilty and they feel a certain way about certain things. I have no secrets, right? So anything, I'm very open. I'm an open book. I'm not afraid to share anything because I'm comfortable. Everything that I've done in my life, I have no regrets at all. I have no regrets. Even some of the most horrific things I've done, no regrets. It is what it is. I did it. I owned it. I either asked for forgiveness. And that's it. I move on. But it's nothing to confide in to at all. Okay? For me. Uh, let me see here. Questions for him, please. Talk to me. How many of you got value here tonight? I'm just curious here. And I'm curious of how many of you are going to listen to this again. Okay. What's next here? Yeah, write that down, man. And men, um, write it down. Number one, right? Like men, let, let me say another thing. Write it down. Like when I'm speaking, write it down. Don't just lay there in your bed and just listen to me. Because you're going to forget. You know, if it was one thing I would have done in my 20s, I wish I would have wrote things down. I never wrote anything down because I thought, no, I got it. I remember it. And I don't remember anything. And this will cause me not to apply things consistently. Write it down. Right? Every night when I go live, you should take a ton of notes. You got to be a serious student of success. Serious. A person that's not serious. Say if you go to college. <clears throat> a person that is not serious, don't take notes. They don't feel they need to. I don't need to take notes. I got it. No, you don't. Write it down. One, your physicality. Work on your body. Right? Work out. Exercise. Eat healthy. Put good food in your body. Drink water. Stop drinking soda water and all that BS Kool-Aid and juice. Stop. Right? Drink water. Fresh juices, vegetables, chicken breasts, steak, whatever. You know, just... Eat better foods. That's one. Two, communication skills. Work. This is important. Like the way that you speak, like even your voice and how it sounds, the tonality of the voice, the voice inflection is very important as you navigate on the planet. Okay? Speaking skills. Go to a Toastmasters if you need to. Right? Learn how to articulate yourself and express yourself. Because once you learn how to communicate effectively, you'll be less aggressive. You'll be a less aggressive male. And un unfortunately, and I can say this because I'm black, you know, a lot of black men, they're very aggressive. And they're very aggressive men because they just don't have the ability to communicate effectively. They run out of words, right? <laughs> you know, because somebody else can communicate well. And if they can't, then they want to fight. Because they're not educated. They don't have any words or part of their vocabulary to express themselves. So now they want to fight. And they want to be overly aggressive. Or they want to scream. They want to raise their voices. Or they want to intimidate. Listen, that's not a functional way 
to navigate the world. Is it needed at times? It does. But most times it is not needed to be overly aggressive. Be aggressive in the bedroom, right? But out in life, you don't have to give this sort of vibe of intimidation or aggression as if you can't control yourself. It's very unattractive to women. Just to let you know. Okay? And three, your emotional intelligence. Okay? You have to learn how to manage how you feel. I get it. You're going to feel different ways for the rest of your life. But you got to manage. It means you got to be aware of how you feel. And then you have to know that you can feel another way. That you don't have to, everything that happens to you in life, it doesn't have to be this instant reaction. You know, you don't have to always just, you get fired. Oh, I hate these motherfuckers. They just fired me for no reason. Whatever. You know, getting mad at politics. Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump doing this. The government doing like, stop. Don't do that. Educate yourself. And to be honest with you, if you really want to manage emotional intelligence, just learn to be quiet at times. Don't say anything. Shut the mouth. Like, close your mouth. I had to learn that. In some scenarios, just close your mouth. Don't say nothing. Because you say nothing, you can't do no damage, right? Just don't say anything. If you feel that you're going to react in a negative way, just don't say nothing. Right? If you're ever having a conversation with people and you don't know nothing about the topic, say nothing. Some of you talk and you don't know what you're talking about and you get embarrassed because you don't know what you're talking about. Right? Just say nothing. Just knowing that you need to educate yourself more. Okay? And the last but not least, um, your finances, the money. Okay? You got to master the money, man. Honestly. You got to make money. You got to find a way to make money. And I get it. It's not easy. But it's not meant to be easy. Right? But you just got to know that you can do it. And I got your back. I believe in you. That's why I'm here. Any questions for me? Women, I'm sorry. I, I had to focus a bit on men. But if women, you have anything for me as well, I'm here for you. Okay? Mm. And listen, women, they're going to appreciate this conversation that I have with men because, listen, women, they want you to be better. Women, they want to follow you. They do. I'm telling you, women do. Women would love to follow a powerful, great man, a man that's financially stable, a man that can communicate well, a man that's emotionally dead and emotionally intelligent, a man that can listen, a man that can be a provider, a man that can protect her, a man that can offer a sense of security. Man, I'm telling you, a woman would do anything for a man like that. Okay? So, man, it's up to you. And it's up to you to take the baton and actually begin to develop yourself. Because women are not the problem. You know, sometimes men think women are the problem as it relates to relationships. Women are not the problem. Men are the problem. It's not women. See, only a weak man would say women are the problem. Because we're leaders. you got to remember, we're leaders. Women tend to do what men do. <laughs> you ever notice that? Women say, oh, I can do the same thing he do. I can do what a man do. I can do what a man Right? So, because women are natural followers. It is what it is. Right? So, for you to blame your woman or to blame your girlfriend or blame a woman for 
the dysfunction or the dis-ease in your relationship or with her, well, that's incorrect, my guy. Okay? You're the problem. If there's chaos in your household, it's because of you. It's up to you to fix it. Does that make sense? It's not up to her to fix it. It's up to you because you're the leader. Right? A leader has his perks, but also leader has his disadvantages. Right? Because sometimes the leader got to capitulate at times too. The leader got to be vulnerable at times as well. The leader got to be honest and say he's wrong as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's tough, isn't it? But it's necessary. How independent is too independent? Uh, what do you mean? In what context are we referring to? I guess this is a woman. Uh, I'm going to assume that she's talking about that. Women are very independent. And I know some men say, I want an independent woman. She don't, you know when men say that, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a woman being independent. You know, all women are independent. Independent means you can take care of whatever you got to take care of yourself. All right? I get it. But I think women would like to lean and relax in the energy of a man, right? We know women can do all things. We know women can build buildings. We know women can dig holes in the street, change tires. I get it. But the question is, women, for all my overly independent women, I'm talking to you now, do you want to? I mean, just think about it for a second. Like, do you really want to be this independent, super powerful woman taking over the world, masculinity, energy. I mean, do you want that? Is that what you really want? Or would you like to give some of that, that heavy load to a man? Because that's what we were built for. We were built to take the load off of women. Why? Because we require, from a woman, we require the feminine energy, which is a softer energy. Loving, nurturing, submissive energy, right? And unfortunately, you know, things have changed. You know, it's chaos now. Because women think they're men, or women act like men, right? Seriously, they're wearing gold chains on the necks now. You remember when the time that only men would wear gold chains? You know, like those Cuba links? Women do it now too, right? You know, men will only do gold teeth. Women do gold teeth. You know, it's just, you know, even women now, it's about, I got a big D. They, even women say, they call themselves, they say they have big, you know, I'm not going to say the word, but they say penis, but the other word. You on my, D, I mean, this is what women say. I'm like, what? You know, but it's all good, you know. But listen, for all my women that would like to find a lovely man, well, you know, you have to learn how to relax in your femininity, in your feminine energy, okay? Um, if that's what you want. Now, if you want to be this super independent woman, conquer the world, great, go be that. But, you know, men, we don't really, I, I wouldn't say that high value men want a woman just to take over the world and be extra masculine and be alpha and hardcore, unless you're able to turn it down. And many women are not able to do that. You know, they're always like on go. They're not able to turn down that masculine energy or that alpha energy in a relationship with a man. And a lot of women wonder why they're so 
you know, they're lonely and they can't find a man and a man can't deal with them. A man don't want to stay with them. Because one thing that a man <clears throat> wants and craves from a woman is just the nurturing side of her. She's like a mom, man. Softer side. Right? It is what it is, you know. The softer, sensitive, softer, obsequious side of her. Okay, the submissive side to her. It's pop, the nurturing side to her. Right, that's what I mean, love. What's the next thing? And women, if you have any debate with me, go ahead. I don't mind. Talk to me. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I've noticed a lot of women. I say a lot, I don't know. But some women now... I think they're finally understanding. They just, they don't want to work so hard. Because I know women that are achieving very, like nurses, traveling nurses making $20,000, $30,000 a month. And they made this money for so long. They were like, man, you know what? I'm just tired of working. I'm just tired. Because a lot of women don't even know how to manage their finances. I mean, a woman can make a ton of money, but she can't even budget properly. Not all women, but some. And women now, they say, man, I just want a man just to take care of me. And I think a man should take care of a woman, honestly. As long as the woman is understanding her role as a woman in that relationship. It's nothing wrong. I think it's a man's responsibility to take care of his woman. But listen, it's your responsibility to take care of him. And I think some women don't really know how to do that, you know, at times. Or they're trying to figure it out. Or it's very difficult because they've never been with a man that would take care of them. Like, if you've never been with a man that would take care of you properly, sometimes you don't know how to act and how to behave around him. You have to learn. If you were a good man, he'll teach you. Like me, I'll teach you how to treat me if you don't know. But you have to be willing to be taught. It's harder for women to work together because they are petty, but men can put their emotions aside and get to work. But that's the ticket. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. What's next, sir? Questions for me? Why can't we do it together? Sharon, you can do it together. I know you're one of those egalitarian women, and that's okay. I get it. Equal. Equal. Some women want to be equal with a man. I get it. I get it. And you can do it together. But listen, and I'm no expert in relationships, and I'm not trying to give advice. But let me tell you something. I've seen marriages work, and I've seen marriages that don't work. And the marriages that do work, what is very synonymous in those marriages, are people that understand their roles. The woman has a role, and the man has a role. And however those two people define those roles is what it is. Does that make sense? I'm just going to be honest with you, right? Um, however they define those roles, um, and if they're willing to understand those roles and work in within those roles, those relationships typically work. But, you know, when you're trying to say, well, you know, we could do it together. But what does that mean, do it together? You still got to have a role, right? Let me give you an example, like, if you're going to fly a plane, you have a pilot and a co-pilot. 
everybody has a role. Like the co-pilot can't be the pilot at the same time the pilot is flying the plane. He's the co-pilot. And he's the pilot. Right? Maybe he eventually can become the pilot, but that's his role. He got to play his role so the plane can fly properly. So as long as people understand their roles in a relationship, and this needs to be discussed between two individuals, right? And I'll say this. This is why the Bible is probably a good source. You know, sometimes I've seen, just personally, because my parents are pastors of a church, I've seen people that have the Bible as the source of morality or the source of direction for their life and marriages, they tend to last longer, okay? But as some people in the secular world, they last longer too, but because um, you got to get your information from somewhere, right? Because everybody has their own ideals and their thoughts, so people have to agree. That's why typically when women are more agreeable, men are not usually agreeable people. Are the agreeable gender. Women are, right? Or they should be, right? And this is when the woman can capitulate to the man and relax in his energy, right? But no one said you can't do it together. Yeah, but you need to know the roles. What does that mean, do it together? Like, what are we doing? Everybody has to have a role, right? And my thought says, man is the pilot, woman is the co-pilot. You know, understand, I don't understand why someone wants to be in charge so badly. Like they just want to be in charge. Well, I, well, well, sometimes I want to be right. Well, I want to be in charge. Well, I want to be, I, well, what about me? I want, and I'm like, women, you want to be in charge, but at the same time, you want a man to provide for you. Like you want to run the show and at the same time, you want the man to take care of your problems when you can't handle your problems. Women, come on, man, you got to choose one. What do you want to be? You don't want you complaining that you're stressed out, you're tired. You know, women, this is one thing they always say, I'm tired. I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. Okay, well, relaxing the energy of a good man. He'll take care of that. Out. He'll take that load off of you. You can't have both. Trying to be in charge and at the same time, you want this man to provide for you and provide security for you. you Got to choose one, okay? What's next here? I thought marriages were partnerships. Yes. Yeah, but partnerships... Not as a 50-50. Like, I don't believe in that. Think about it. Let me tell you why a marriage is not 50-50. Now, this is my thoughts. It's because why would I give 50% of myself to a marriage? I'm going to give 100%, correct? You're going to give 100%, correct? We're going to both. It's not a partnership. Like It's not a business. People try, they try to make marriage or even not even marriage, just relationship like it's a business. It's not a business, right? This is a deep emotional connection. This is, you know, this is not a business, not a partnership. Oh, I'm a partnership. No, this is not a 50-50. This is 100%. Everybody has to give 100% of themselves in a marriage or in a relationship for their relationship to work. But it's up to you to define all that stuff and what makes it work. And if you don't know what makes it work, you got to educate yourself. Right, read some books or get around a couples that are making it work because it's not easy. It's tough. That's why I'm not a, in a relationship, honestly. Because <laughs> it's work. It is. It's a lot of work, right? And if that's what you want, well, you got to be willing to educate yourself and learn. 
Are gold diggers bad energy, or do you agree with that? No, I don't think gold diggers are bad energy. No. You know, women, they just want the gold and want the money and only want the money. If that's what you want, some men, let me tell you something about men. Some men don't even care. Some men don't even care that they have a gold digger. Like me, I don't prefer to have a gold digger. You know, I don't, I don't want a woman that just only just talks about what she wants from me all the time. I don't want to hear that, right? But some men don't even care, right? Because as long as they get what they want, they don't care. It's like a business transaction to them sometimes. It's transactional, but... I don't think it's bad energy, though. I just think it's a choice that they choose to be. A lot of modern-day marriages are business, unfortunately. Well, I don't know that. I don't know enough marriages to make that assessment. You know, I don't know. Let me see here. Partner is not a dictatorship. See, and Sharon, I'm glad you said that because I think that's a lot what a lot of women think. They just think, you know, without I don't want to say this, so I'm not gonna say that. Listen, I'll say this about some women. Women just they believe if a man is in charge, then automatically it's gonna be some type of dictatorship. Right? Which like this man is gonna go on a tirade every day and just force you to do what he wants you to do and you can't do nothing. Women, that's not what it is, right? And if it is like that, don't put yourself in that situation, right? You should already know, right? Obviously, if a man is like that, you don't want to be in that situation. But um, I, I, I wouldn't think partnership or dictatorship. I'll think about it like this. There's two people that care about each other, that will eventually love each other, that want to spend time with each other for the rest of their lives. And to do that, it takes work. To do that takes flexibility. To do that takes educating yourself about the person and understanding what you want, what you don't want, and see if you can become to an agreeable. And it's trust. That's big, too. You got to trust people. Like, women got to trust your decisions, man. And a lot of women just don't trust men's decisions. And I understand that because a lot of men are just not the best version of themselves. Because women are very smart people. They're very intelligent. They're not dumb. smart. Right, so women are just not gonna be foolish anymore. Okay, so you know, men, you gotta step up because women they're not going to allow a food to leave them. Okay, but I don't think you know. Don't look at don't think about it in like partnership or uh, dictatorship. Listen, there's two people that love each other, and to love each other, if you want to sustain that love. You have to learn more about each other and what you're willing to be flexible flexible about and the things that you're not. And you have to come to a conclusion, right? And you do that through communicating. And that's what I don't see in relationships, lack of communication. Because people don't communicate because they're afraid to hurt each other. But let me tell you something. When you don't communicate, you hurt each other and the wounds, right, <laughs> and the scars, they last longer. Because you could have said something years ago, but now you allowed it to build up, and now you just have this explosive experience. See, one thing about me in any type of relationship with a woman, I'm very honest with her. And how she react and what she say, you know, I just take it as it is. But I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest as humanly possible with her. I'm going to say, this is me, and it's just what it is, you know, and this is what I'm willing to do, and this is what I'm willing not to do. And if you can't 
get with that. That's okay. You don't have to. I'm not making you. I'm not forcing you. But that's just who I am. And this is the man that I want to be. And this is the man that I'm comfortable with. Does that make sense? What do you do to stay focused on your goals and not be distracted? Any practical advice, Wes? Um, easy. Just isolate yourself. Separate yourself from people. That's it, man. Isolate yourself. Um, it sounds like you like, just have to be with the right person. This doesn't pertain to bringing, being the wrong person. Great topic because dictatorship and partnership in regards to marriage is the wrong relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is. And, you know, this is not, you know, I know I hear people, you know, especially women. I just want to find my person. I just want to find the right person. There's no such thing as the right person. You know, there's no such thing as the right person or soulmate. I'm telling you, you're living in a world of delusion. Okay. Because let me tell you why. It's no, it is no person on the planet that's going to operate or behave the way that you want all the time. Nobody. Nobody, no, I don't care how great they are. They're not going to always behave and operate in the way that you want them to, right? They're just not. So not about finding the right person. It's about understanding the person that you want. How do you do that? You have to write it down. What are your standards? What do you want from a man? What do you want from a woman? What are your expectations? You know what people don't know when it comes to relationships? They don't even have no expectations. They, they just say things like, well, I just want to be loved. Well, I want a person that's loyal. I want a person that trusts me. And they stop there. Those are very vague statements and traits as it relates to human beings. You got to go deeper than that, right? Maybe you don't want a man that's dirty in his house. <laughs> Maybe you don't want a woman that can't budget her finances. I don't know. Well, you got to write this stuff down. You have to know what you want and what you know you can't stand. And you have to know what you're, I can deal with and what you can't deal with. You got to write that stuff down. Like me, I cannot deal and I would not deal with a woman that's a heavy drinker. Not, never. I will never deal with a woman that's a smoker. You try to hide it, but if I find out, I'm not dealing with you at all. I don't care how beautiful you are, how nice you are, how submissive. But if you're a smoker, you drink too much, I'm not going to deal with you. Because that's a woman, to me, that's out of control, right? You start drinking too much, you're out of control. Anything can happen. Now, I don't want to be responsible for you, right? That's me. That's just my... Absolute nuts. I'm not going to deal with you at all, period. Okay? <clears throat> so the thing is, like, you know, like women, like you may think about the credit score for a man. You know, I want a man to have a certain credit score. It's, it's okay. You don't have to date a man with bad credit. If he got bad credit, then maybe it's not going to work for you. That's not what you want. I remember this young man, he worked as a doorman and he was dating this nurse. You know what the nurse told him? He said, I like you. You're a great man, but. I need a man that's a little bit more established. I mean, she's making 200000 a year. He's making 30000 a year. She wants a man that's a little... And let me tell you why she wants a man that's a little bit more established. Because she want to do things. She can. She makes the money, so she can do what she wants. She can travel the world. She can buy stuff. She can go to certain restaurants. He can't do it because he don't have the money. So it's not because, see, a lot of men see that as, oh, man, she just want money. What are you talking about? She worked hard for the woman that she have be, become, and then she wants a man that aligns with that because she wants to do the things that her money allow her to do. And she wants to be with a man that can complement that, right? It's no dig to you. It's not that she's throwing rocks at you, man. 
It's like you got to step up. And she's being honest with you. She was honest with that man. You know what he said? He said, I couldn't even argue with her. She was right. You know, it wouldn't work out. Because it won't work. Because he would complain about things that she can do. And she can do those things. But he's like, well, why we got to go to five-star restaurants all the time? Well, why we got to go over here? Why we got to spend all this money for this? You know, I know you got the money, but you don't have to spend it like that. It will be a constant conflict. That's why I tell women, don't date or don't even deal with men that make less than you. I'm telling you, do not do that. It is a recipe for failure. And don't try to give me like one example on one, on one man that actually does it. Because you're, <clears throat> you're not that person. So don't tell me, well, that person does it. Well, I mean, honestly, man, I mean, women, you want to date a man that makes less than you? Why? Wouldn't you want to date a man that makes more than you? Or at least on your level so you can do the things that you can do and he can do and he can do those things as well? Right? Who wants to be in a constant conflict about money? Honestly, that's the number one killer of relationships, the lack of it. Okay? So I hope I made myself clear, women. Do not date men that make less than you. If they get butt hurt, if you say, hey, I like you, but this is not going to work out. You know, I'm looking for a man that's a little bit more established financially. Yeah, maybe he'll get butt hurt, but maybe he'll get his shit together. And don't feel a certain way if he pop off at you. and like, well, she's just a gold digger. She just wild about money. Like, don't even let that affect you, Okay. Because sometimes women, they let that affect them. They're like, well, maybe he's right. No, he needs to step up. Women, you worked hard for your money. Okay, so you deserve to have a man that's on your level or above where you are financially. It makes perfect sense. So don't start to de uh, feel, don't begin to degrade yourself because a man does not fit the boat on the ship. Okay. Hey, Wes, how can I step up practically? I am hungry, a college graduate. I apply to different jobs but need to find something decent to provide for my family and the practical tips. Yeah, if you're looking for a job, apply for 100 jobs a day. That's practical. That's what I used to do. Apply for 100 jobs every single day. Every day until you find one, and you will find one. Okay? Met her making $8 an hour and helped her make 80 k I fell off and had an accident. She leaves. Was that a gold digger? No. Because, first of all, you don't know why she left. Listen, man, don't assume that a woman is just leaving you because you don't have any money. Stop it. Right? Right? And if you fell off, okay, you had an accident. But what does that even mean? What kind of accident are you talking about? And how do you fell off? How do you fall off in business? You know, I mean, whatever accident you have, but how are you not making any money? The thing is, whatever happened to you with the accident, you gave her the energy that you wasn't going to get back on, uh, get back on the train or get back on the bus and drive it. Think about the movie "Get Rich or Die Trying." You remember when Fifty Cent was making that money and he got shot fifteen thousand times, and then he was feeling terrible and feeling bad about himself, and his girl was watching him just be a freaking weak. Little vagina, right? Just, I can't talk. I can't do this. And then she got pissed off at him one day. Said, man, get your ass up. What's wrong with you? Stop crying so much because of what's happening. What are we going to do? We got a kid here, right? So he changed, right? He started to think in a way that allowed him to get better. So maybe you lost that. 
And when you lost that, you lost her. So I wouldn't say she was a gold digger at all. Where would you apply? Mustard jobs? Yes, mustard jobs, indeed, of course. Every day, brother. And one trick you could do is whatever job you're trying to apply for, copy and paste those job credentials or those job descriptions and add them to your resume. Okay. What's next here? This is a good rant here tonight. This is a good rant here. And first of all, listen, you should never fall off. And man, I don't care what you got to say. You know, man, you know what's so funny about men? Men will give you every excuse in the book on why they might fall off. Well, what if this happened to me, Wes? What if this happened? Well, what if this happened? What if this happened? What if I can't control this? I mean, why would you give yourself reasons on why you will fall off? Like me, I'm never not going to be a multimillionaire. I don't care what happens to me. I'm never not going to be a multimillionaire. Never. It's no what if. And it's very interesting how men continually say, well, what if this happened? What if I lose everything? What if I get hurt? Well, what if a car run me over? What if I get shot? I, you know, I don't know why, why men, and this just speaks to their insecurities. Men are so afraid of losing everything. <laughs> Because their confidence is tied up in their money, right? And the things that they have. And I'm telling you something. Um, that's not what you want to do. Like me, I'm never going to be broke. Ever. In life. It's almost impossible. I don't care what happens to me. I'm never going to be broke. Ever. A woman, if she ever leaves me, it's not because of the lack of money. Ever. Okay? She's not going to leave me because I don't have any money. Never. That would not be the reason. And you need to think that way as two men. Come on now. Killing me. I think you missed it earlier. Why do I feel like I'm I give my girl too much energy? Because maybe you do, Stunner Chris. I'm gonna share some, you know, I, I really I hate to say this because women are here, but I'm gonna say it. And women, you may want to close your ears, but it's just the truth. And I'm talking to men as it relates to women, and it's just the truth. But I'm going to tell you, men, if you like your woman more than she likes you, you're going to have a problem. Okay? I'm telling you, if you like her more than she likes you, she's going to lose respect for you. I'm telling you. It's just the truth, man. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's just the truth. And everybody always knows if somebody likes more. Listen, the woman needs to like you more, period. Okay? And the woman does not like you more It's because, I don't know, it's many reasons why she doesn't. But this is why a man must develop himself in a way that a woman will always, whatever woman you date or deal with, she likes you more. And first of all, you want to deal with a woman that likes you. Right? That really likes everything about you. Not a woman that kind of likes you. Or sort of likes you. You don't want to deal with these women at all. Just let them go. There's more women out there. But your woman needs to like you more than you like her. Okay? Because if you like if you like her too much, she's going to lose respect for you. Because let me tell you what she starts to do. She's going to start to see what she can get away with you. She'll start saying certain things and doing certain things. And see how you're going to react. And if you like her too much, you're going to start letting her do certain things that are inappropriate, that are wrong, that she shouldn't do. There's many things that I can talk about, but I'm not going to share that on this live here tonight. But Chris, 
If you like her more than she likes you, you need to drop her right now. Drop her tonight. I'm telling you, drop her. Because the day that you drop her, she's probably going to get right too. But you need to drop her immediately. And I know that based off the comment, you just said, if you think you're giving your woman too much energy, you probably are. It's probably because you like her too much. She's just too much, man. Right? Women need to like you more. They need to love you more deeply than you love her. It is what it is. Let her ass go. Can I step up money, gain West, instead of focus on a nine to five job? I need a side hustle where I can make money now. Yeah, brother, you know, I get it. I get it, man. I can give you many ways, and I've gave you many techniques and methods to make money. You can go to my YouTube channel and and browse through my videos here. But listen, it's up to you, man. Like you can ask me all these different questions because you ask me a lot of questions. They're always the same questions um, every night. And you just need to get out there and get to work, right? And be patient as you work through the um, adversities of becoming the man that you need to be. What's next, sir? What's next here? <laughs> How can you find a sponsor to help you get to your next love in business? A sponsor? What, you mean an investor, you mean? <laughs> well, listen, you know, I need to know more about your business because maybe you don't even need an investor. You don't need a sponsor to do it, right? Because most people, they don't need more money because many people that get more money, they don't even know what to do with the money to make the business scale. So, you know, tell me what you're working on and maybe... I can give you some ideas that you don't even need more money to do that. And let me tell you something. The worst thing to do is to give an entrepreneur who's never made money money. You know, everybody like, oh, I need more money. I just need money. I just need money. No, you don't. Because you wouldn't be a good steward of your money anyway. You wouldn't even know how exactly to allocate the money to run a business because you never ran it before. And a ton of businesses don't even need money, especially if it's an online or internet type business. Okay. And a lot of business, like brick-and-mortar businesses, I don't think, ugh, no, those are just the worst. You know, any business that requires product and supply chain and manufacturing, that's just terrible business, honestly. It's terrible. Um, yeah, so Chris, go ahead and drop her. I want you to drop her tonight. I'm telling you, you got to have the guts. There's one thing about a man, you got to have the balls to let women go. And some of you men, you just can't do it, but you got to do it. And she's going to cry, but it's okay. The tears will drop. You know, I've dropped several women in my life, and they all cried. So what? Uh, it's okay. Like, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it's, it's, it is what it is. Like, the thing is, I know what I'm not going to tolerate with, and that's attractive to women. Because if you don't know what you will to tolerate, women will push you. I'm telling you, they will push you, and they will play you very well. They will play you. I'm telling you. And women know what I'm talking about. They will play you. They play off your emotions because women already think men are easy anyway. Because women can't control themselves. Beautiful women, you know, they just know how to talk, what to say, and they just know, right? Because women, men are just very easy. They always leave with their money. Oh, I'll buy you this. I'll take you here. I'm gonna do this for you. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do, do this. Right? Always leading with their money all the time, right? But you know, sometimes you gotta tell a woman no. Sometimes you gotta tell a woman stop. Don't you ever say that again. You gotta put her in a place. And if she's not in her place, you got to let her ass go. Seriously, don't even think about it. Replace her within seconds. Yeah, she'll learn. 
for the next relationship. <laughs> What's next? Um, my daughter's an artist, and she's starting her pop career, and I need merchandise faster than I can get it done. Well, I mean, how are you making the money right now based off your daughter being an artist? Like, is she on YouTube? Is she on SoundCloud? I mean, YouTube will pay you, right? If you continue to upload videos, if she's good, they will pay you, right? So, um, I don't know how far she is in her her career or what she's doing, but uh, merchandise, I don't know. You know, it depends. I mean, how many followers does she have? And listen, if you want to sell merchandise, you can do what's called pre-sale, right? But she needs to have an audience. If she has a big audience, just do pre-sale. That means create the website, put the merchandise on the website, and pre-sell it. Then when you get the money, use the money that you get from pre-sales and buy the product. Make sense? Doesn't take any money for that. Let me see here. Next question for me here. Let me see here. What's next? Talk to me, folks. Yeah, Chris, um, dropper, man. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm telling you, I know women trying to give you advice right now. Like, just talk to her, Chris. Just don't. Don't. That makes you, I'm telling you, you go talk to a woman and say, I'm giving you all this energy and you ain't giving me no energy. I don't know why, why you're not giving me what I want. Man, that makes you, <laughs> I mean, that just makes you seem very weak. You know what that woman's going to say? Well, no, baby, 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 baby. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm doing my best. What do you mean I'm not giving you energy, baby? I mean, that's, that's the reverse roles. Women do that to men that they won't. Men don't sort of do that to women. Women, men should not be begging for a woman's attention. Listen, if a woman don't give you no attention, leave her. There's more women on the planet than men. Are you kidding me right now? So come on now. Just stop it. All right? Don't devalue yourself trying to talk and then tell a woman how you're giving her all this energy she ain't giving you nothing. Just get out immediately. Right? What do you think is going to happen? You think she's going to be like, okay, baby, I'm going to try to give you more energy. I'm going to try to do this more for you. Like, if she ain't doing it, she just don't like you that much. It is what it is. I'm telling you. And, man, you just got to understand that. It is what it is. <laughs> she just don't like you that much. And it's okay. Right? It's how it is. All right, get out of there. Right, what is your favorite meditation on YouTube? Uh, I don't really have a favorite meditation. Just type in Theta Meditation. Anything that comes up is what I listen to. And, you know, I don't know your situation, Chris, but, you know, I'm going to tell you something about women. And it depends on what type of woman you are and how beautiful you look and what you do. I, Listen, women, they like alpha men. They like men that are very decisive. They like powerful men. They like men with status. They like men with money. They like men with confidence. They like men that can communicate well. So if you lack, and they like men that look good, physicality, right? Like, so look, if you lack in those areas, fix yourself first, then go back. Okay? And man, let me give you some advice. If you want to have power 
I'm not going to say a woman. I'm going to say, if you want to have power, well, be the type of man that a ton of women want. Be that man. When you become that man, you're not going to have problems with women. And you have no problems leaving women at all. Be the type of man that every or most women want. Okay? And I gave you the list of five. Master those areas. And I'm telling you, predominantly, almost every woman will want you. Okay? They will. They will desire you. You have no problem. Because women like seeing other men that women want too. It is what it is. I'm telling you. They love it. They like that. When, when a woman sees that other women want your man, that makes her come closer to you. But if nobody wants your man, like nobody wants him, like if you got a man, I'm telling you something about a woman. Look, listen, if a woman has a man and nobody wants this man, like none of the girlfriends talk about it, oh, he look good, oh, he this, oh, man, you got a good man, oh, he do this for you, but like nobody talking about it, it just... <laughs> Right? She's going to lose interest. She's going to be like, huh? Because women like that. Because they want to feel that they have a catch. Right? And women know I'm right. Women want to feel that they got a catch. So women like that when other women admire their man. They hate it. Look, they like it and they hate it. But they like it more. Trust me. Because they're like, nah, but he mine. That's my mother. That's my man. You can't have him. Right? So women like that. Trust me. But what, let me tell you what the women don't like. They don't like when nobody wants their man. I'm telling you, they don't like it. I'm telling you. I know some women will say, well, no, I like that. Oh, I, don't, I don't mind. Yeah, my man is basic and regular and average, and that's cool. That's what you want. That's what you get, right? But uh, some women, they, they don't want that, right? What's next here? Wes, what if your woman that you are with is toxic and aggressive but you have a child with her. How do you let go without causing friction with the child and her? Well, first of all, omission or on omission, if you live with her, you need to get your own place and you need to pay for her place if that's what you're currently doing. Because to be in the same household with a child and have all these angry moments, right? Going back and forth, the combative moments, arguing, fussing, whatever. Well, the child is seeing that. And you're already in a toxic situation, if you like that, around the children. And it's going to be furthermore toxic if you continue to be in a situation. You need to move out, my guy. You move out, get your own place. Let her stay in the place that she's currently at. If you're paying the rent, pay her rent and your rent. If you can't afford it, find a way to afford it, right? And that's what you do. Because it's better for you to be apart than to be in the same household causing all that pain because that child is looking at that and that child is looking at that as a model of what to expect once he or she gets in a relationship does that make sense so as a man you need to get out of there immediately what's next here uh what's next here No one ever wanted my partner until I started dating him school teens. Started dating him school teens? I don't understand that. 
Oh, until you start until you started dating him. Oh, okay, I guess. Mm. What's your time zone right now? Um, it's three o'clock in the morning, folks, and I'm still alive with you. So we've been on here for two hours. Now, are you not seeing and noticing my level of dedication and commitment to you? Like, what millionaire do you know that would stay on alive, ask the questions for two hours? And I'm in Jamaica. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in Brazil. Right? With my guy hanging out. And I'm talking to you. Because I'm committed to the process. I'm committed. That's why. I don't care where I am on the planet. I will do these lives. I'm in Brazil. Folks, I'm in Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> Can we talk about success now? Enough about women. Sure. What is your question here? So I'll take two more questions here before I let you go. How many of you got value tonight? I'm just curious here. How many of you receive value tonight? Okay. Did you get value tonight? Listen, listen to this again. Like I said at the beginning of the um, podcast here about what's blocking you. You got to go through the process of reconditioning your mind by reinforcing the power of your imagination. Okay. This is how you start begin not to think about what you're not getting and what you're not achieving. Okay. That needs to be eliminated from the mind and understand that you are getting what you want. And you will get what you want. Okay? What's the best currency exchange? West Brazilian currency. What's Rio's here? I think it's like five to one. Did you get value, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for the likes and shares. Thank you for your comments below. I read every and each comment. And I'm sorry for all the fraudulent comments that are on my videos. I don't know these people that leave all these weird comments on my um, um, posts and on my Instagram page here, but just disregard them, report them, delete them, whatever. So much love. I love you guys so much. I love you, ladies and gentlemen here. I'll see you soon. Um, go ahead and apply. Apply for 30 days. Just do it. You know, just do it. Do exactly what I explained to you. This is what I do daily. I've been doing it for 10 years, so do it. Do it and see me your results. This is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin. Much love and let's go.